You are now, now tuned into Progressive Action Radio, the most objective show in America. Hosted by Tramel Thompson, co-hosted by Jamel Wilson, and DJ Damage is on the wheels of steel. You will never know what to expect when thoughts and wisdom unite. People. Get ready. 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 Progressive action is now live. Yo, what's going on, cuz? I'm chilling. What's going on, cuzzo? I'm chilling, man. You know, fresh off that um that 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 empty mass membership membership meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. That's exactly what that was. Everybody in Progressive Action, Happy New Year to y'all. We are gonna. This is a brand new year, brand new things going down. And first thing that happened was, uh, like Travell said, that uh, membership meeting. And uh, you know, what did you think about that meeting, Cuz? Um, what it was a meeting, or was it a slideshow? I don't know what it was. It was a slideshow. I don't know, Joe. What you think it was? I forget who said it, but she said it best. It was like it was like reverse date night. It was like we got screwed first and then got showed movies. <laughs> right. It may have been a, it, it looked like a game show to tell the truth. Or, uh, or something. I don't know, but it looked like a game show. I don't know. They they claim on a on a propaganda where they where they calling us haters. That was thousands of people there. I mean, I think they meant it was thousands of seats empty. <laughs> wow, man! So, so yeah, got it. you know. So basically, now what's going on is at the at the meeting. You know, basically they showed videos and stuff like that. But basically, they didn't take a strike vote. You know, and they calling us scabs. And Samuelson is afraid to take a strike vote. Yeah, like he didn't even want to test the waters and see that. You know, they calling us scabs. The truth is this. If Samuelson was to call a strike, more than half of the membership would come to work. Yeah, I think so, especially now. More than half of the membership would come to work. Mm-hmm. Because basically, um, first, of, first and foremost, like I said before on the show, he's not spending 10 days in jail, okay, as one of the penalties for striking. And then number two, just like Earl Phillips said in the, finan- in the, in the basic financial report at the membership meeting, that uh, the union is $3 million in the red. So basically, if we're in the red, the union financially can't sustain the strike. Exactly. What they said, they went from $8 million to $3 million? Right. So, you know, so basically, they wanted kudos for that, bringing it down to $3 million, you know? So basically, if you're $3 million in the red, you can't sustain the strike financially, okay? And, that's what I, and basically, you're not prepared to pay the fines. Yeah, and they still, they still not telling us what they're doing with our coat money. No, they're still not doing that. They they not telling us that. Only thing they worried about is yeah we got we added new members to TWU, but you're not taking care of the core members. Right, the core members are what makes up TWU Local 100, TA and OA. Yeah, and then Samuelson at 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 the end of his speech like, yeah, and to all you all you scabs out there, you know, we we we. We not go, we not go, whatever he said. Yeah, whatever he said, and then but, jetted off the stage. Yeah, ran off the That's the fastest I've ever seen him move. <laughs> I mean, that, that dude, I, I think they had a, I think, 
They probably, they probably, he probably had a, um, you know, they had a stretcher in the um in the garden. <laughs> in the garden. I think that was for him. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker ran a scab. Like he said, scabs before he even left the mic. Right. <laughs> he didn't like in the cartoon, the road runner. Yeah, exactly. All he heard was pew. He was and, he was wearing his heelys. He rolled yeah, off quick. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, and 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 what's funny is that is that this guy he wears. Three outfits, that armored shirt, and he got. Matter of fact, it looked like this curtain right here. If y'all can see on the live stream, <laughs> <laughs> um, Samuelson, the the same suit he wore for the mass membership rally, he wore when he was with his friends, the governor, and the MTA bosses walking. Where well, he, he squeezed through the turnstile, he right. walked through. Right, walking through the turnstile, they look like the four tops. Yeah, or whatnot, like yeah. I, I mean, he's the four tops by himself. <laughs> but um Joe's laughing real hard. <laughs> um Sa- Samuelson got some nerve, man. Yeah. He really got some nerve. He's 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 tearing this membership up. Right now they um putting flyers out about me and still well making me more popular. Yeah. They picked a very nice picture of me too. That's what I'm happy about. Exactly. But what yeah, but basically what message are they trying to send by putting up flyers and stuff like that? They don't know? understand. See, these guys don't read books. They don't know the art of war. They don't know the 48 laws of power. You're never supposed to mention your, your, your enemy by name, especially if you feel like he's below you. Automatically, by you mentioning my name, you put me on your level. One, one man. Because mm-hmm. this, is, this, is, this feel like it's an attack straight on me. You yeah, know what I mean? I know, yeah. And that's cool. I accept that. But there's going to be, y'all got two years left in the office. It'll be a do-rally um, <laughs> movement every month at that union at hall. At that union hall, yeah. Y'all want to put up stuff? We going to go to that ninth floor and put up stuff um, some throughout everywhere mm-hmm. and go crazy. Samuelson go get a rat in front of his house. Garrison Beach, I keep telling them. I don't care about none of those beaches. Garrison Beach, Howard Beach, Brighton Beach, Manhattan Beach. I don't care what beach it is. You go get a rat in front of your house when you deliver us this bad contract. We not playing. You got two years. We going to make it hard on you. And basically, you know, what people got to understand is for him to call us scabs like that, you know, basically you're the number two man in the country. You are the VP of the international, Okay. You basically in charge of all the locals of transportation in the country to transfer workers union. So for you to get on stage and say, um, basically, you are acknowledging progressive action as a threat by getting on stage and talking about people to scabs. Okay, and then and then flying off. You know, basically, that says something. You know, that's what I'm telling you. He's the he's the second highest man in the country, and he's worrying about somebody who I ain't even got a full year in messing with this union stuff yet. Right. Picture two, three years. He's going to have an issue. Right. He's going to have a major issue. Like, it's, I, I feel bad for him. Well, progressive action is in two or three years. Progressive action is definitely going to grow stronger as far as the, the people. Because we already got over 5,400 people in the group now. And we we hit the 5,000 milestone for Christmas. Yeah. And now we got 5,400, over 5,400 people. You know, so basically that's a great thing. And basically two or three years from now. I'm scared. I'm scared of what progressive action is going to be. I'm not. I'm not. I mean, they, 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 they going to be scared. They scared now. They scared now. They ain't going to be able to survive. But back to the scab, I want to touch on the scab thing. When I look at the people who's calling me a scab, it's Caucasians. Older Caucasians. You know what I mean? They really want to call me a nigga at the end of the day. And that's cool. 
You know what I mean? I, that don't bother me. But y'all not fooling nobody. They not fooling nobody. You already know what it is. No black people is calling me this. Only white, older white men. Right. And, 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 and you got other race group, ethnic groups of people who believe in unionism and see that you, and see that you said that. And they're not calling you scab, aren't no, they? No, why? Because, see, the thing is that the last strike, so many people crossed the picket line. In fact, Samuelson technically crossed the picket line because he was the only one who asked to get paid during, during, during the, um, the strike. Mm-hmm. And he made a mistake. He, see, he's so stupid. He made a mistake on the paperwork. And put 2005, because you know when you're going into a new year, that you you, you tend to put the preceding year right. instead of the year that you win. You so it's really right. 2006. He filled that out, right? And then it said 2005, which he screwed up. You know what I'm saying? And then I checked the weeks. He messed up on the weeks, too, as the weeks he was trying to claim. He messed that up, too. So that goes on to show me that Samuelson isn't that smart. If you notice, they can't deny it because I compared it to his water bill. I did my research, too, boy. <laughs> Same signature. Same signature. Same signature. From That's 2005 right. I saw it, to yeah. two, 2015 water bill. Mm-hmm. I'm watching. They can't mess with it. We lawyered up now because y'all not playing fair. And, and, and at the end of the day, y'all ain't going to sit there and play with me like I'm a little child and 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 disrespect me. We go keep we go we go keep things political, but I'm not gonna allow y'all to attack me racially, and and other ways that has been going on on the internet that has been that went too far, and questions will be asked and they will get answered. Trust me. So what's going on today? Cause you oh, want to oh, introduce? Oh yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. I, I just wanna you know say um you know you know we're gonna try to make this year a better year and try to make these shows better and just come and just come harder, you know. But basically, I just want to introduce our guest tonight. Of course, you all heard Mr. Joe Campbell, Back to Progressive Action. Happy New Year, everybody. All right. And then we got Mr. Trevor Logan, owner of the Progressive Action bus, train operator in the RTO division. How you feeling, Trevor? Feeling good. Feeling good. Happy New Year to everybody. Peace and blessings. All right. And... Our guest of honor tonight, back to progressive action, is Mr. Henry Promen from MTA Bus. How you feeling tonight, Henry? If I can get the mic. Feeling all right. Um, happy New Year, everybody. Um, right. Honored guest. That, 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 I'm looking to see if my father stand behind me. Oh wow. <laughs> okay. Well, like you, you know, you are you know you are the guest of the night. You know, your name will be on the on the on the bill. Thank I mean, you. I mean, everybody's name will be on there, but you know, you're the main one. So, what's going on? You know, what's going on over? What's going on? How does it feel to be retired? First of all, you know, um, to, to be officially retired. If it feels all right, but it's amazing what it takes to get there. In my case, and and um, progressive action definitely makes a difference when you have uh, staff members in the union hall. Um, taking their time to go on Facebook to go ahead and try to correct you. And then you inform them of how much help you've gotten from the current administration in your effort to retire. And uh, you find out that um, what's the use in calling your VP when he, you know, leaves you a message at home saying, oh, I don't know why you'd call me there in my office. Uh, I'm never there. 
Well, <laughs> him, honest to God, I got and I guess what I, I I got on tape. Well, him amongst a lot of a lot of the officers are not there in the office. Yeah, you know? it's Silent Hill over there. Well, yeah. they, they they probably was hanging up stuff about progressive action somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> possibly. Yeah, I, I I believe that because if you look at their reaction, I mean. They, they've lost the plot. They, they've turned around and start saying, oh, we're just going to go all out. And you're absolutely right about that. If you start mentioning your enemy, it, it almost now brings like a, a certain amount of reverence to it. Um, and the, and it, it, it's something that they have to answer to. And this is a force to be reckoned with. So um, it's going to be, it might be scary for you know, the next couple of years, but it's nothing to be scared of because you're, we're fighting the good fight here. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. That was just talk. What I say. I'm no, no, scared. I understand that. But, but let me tell you, it can get scary when you know. It's like I wonder why my home phone's acting funny. Who's that behind me? I feel like I'm being followed. Somebody's watching me. Then you start to realize that you're not paranoid. That's the truth. Oh really? Yeah. Oh okay. Well, like I said, you know, everybody doesn't get scared of that. You know, just somebody following somebody. But it just, you know, but it just amazes me. You know. Um, you know these people they pre- they they call themselves trying to preach unionism by calling somebody a scab to an imaginary strike but look at what they're doing is this unionism no is it unionism when you try to get somebody fired calling IGs no is no it- no it's I, I my dad was on my dad was on the executive board of his union for 35 years he was the first black man on the executive board of his union this is back in the 60s and he says, I've never heard of, I mean, there, you know, there's dirty pool and all kinds of politics, he said. But you never try to take food out of a member's mouth and their family's mouths. You don't try to take money out of their pockets at the end of the day. You don't side with management, you know, because you disagree, even if, even if they're running a campaign against you. At the end of the day, you don't, you, you don't side with the enemy, and the enemy clearly is the MTA. And for this administration to be all buddy-buddy with Prince Andy, okay, and to basically take whatever the MTA is serving up to us, I mean, that's that unionism. And then have the nerve, I mean, <laughs> to preach unionism. It's, 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 it goes beyond the pale. Well, I would, say, I would say right now in the current day, you know, our enemy right now is this administration. Oh, absolutely. And, our, and, and the MTA is actually, you know, they're at a point where they're willing to work with us. They're willing to negotiate and go back and forth. Well, it, it's a dog and pony show. I mean, they're saying, yeah, we'll negotiate. And they'll sit back and say, hey, we don't have to do anything. This, this guy over here, you know, he's doing it for us. Mm-hmm. I want to know how we three days to the end of the contract and we don't know what's going on yet. They don't want us to know what's going on. I mean, they don't want you asking questions. They don't want you having expectations. It seemed like these type of people, they kids is about 30 years old, and they kids don't know Santa Claus is this. <laughs> I, I saw something on Facebook. Why does NYPD traffic think there's going to be a strike and they're adjusting their tours already? I see that. I saw the okay. picture, yeah. You, I, you saw that? I, I, think yeah. it, I think it was probably Samuelson on one of his um, charades, probably bragging to other union bosses of reps saying that we go go on strike and all yeah, this other stuff. Yeah, but you stuff. can't post an NYPD facility BS. That's an order. Those, those, I mean, it may not say exactly what, you know, order is, like our GOs at uh, an RTO, mm-hmm. but you don't, it, the police department, you don't get to post stuff like that in an area of prominence to go ahead and have 
you know, you have your mem- officers believe that they're going to be working, you know, 12 hour or 10 hour tours. Well, it wasn't no official notice because it didn't have the police um, insignia. It doesn't, it's not, it's not the same. A lot of stuff is handwritten. A lot of stuff is now, you know, on laser jet printers. But when I was with the auxiliary police, you would see handwritten that, you know, um, it was, you know, that it wouldn't even be an official language. Like, uh, coming up to, um, New Year's Eve, you would see that, um, you know, 12 hour tours in effect, you know, platoon A, 12, you know, t- you know, zero hundred to 1200 hours, second platoon, you know, 1200 to, you know, zero zero five. There's an 835 tour system. It's not exactly eight hours. And you would see third platoon to fly, which means they're going, going to a detail assignment out of the command out of borough. And it was handwritten. That's, that's not as strict as TA is with those kind of things, but that, that doesn't stay there. That doesn't go up and somebody said it's a joke and put it there in an area of prominence, especially when it's entry into a secured area of that facility, because that looks like that's the um, that's the operations desk for whatever traffic command that is. So somebody put the word out that, yeah, we're changing tours because we think there's we have reason to believe, you know, because a lot goes into that. It's not something that they just go and snap their fingers and change everybody's tours, you know. But what uh, what's crazy about that is that everyone knows in this day and age. Everybody's got a cell phone. Everybody takes pictures. Everybody's on social media. So people had to have known that that was going to make it to a public forum like Facebook, like it did. And then now the word's going to get out and the word's going to trickle and it's going to snowball and it's going to snowball. And that's pretty much what's happening. So at some point, Samuelson and Cruz got the answer for this as to why NYPD, why does the traffic department believe that we're going on strike? And I wasn't at the membership meeting because I couldn't get the day off. You know, cool officers wouldn't give it to me. But, you know, they got the answer to why there wasn't a strike vote, why is there a strike language all of a sudden, and why is it at NYPD? Exactly. And we don't know what's going on. Right. I mean, I could go ahead and look real quick if there's any chatter about it. Um, I um, brought my, um, my uh, big, you know, tablet computer. There's a um, forum I can check on that's a, you know, NYPD officers, you know, police forum to see if there's any chatter about it. Yeah. Hold on. Before we get into that, Joe, you got some um, contract news from another another local, correct? Well, this is just, um, I got some, you know, things to enlighten people about what's going on at uh, other locals. It's not contract news. It's, um, you know, we have a... We, you know, when we talk about the harassment that we get, you know, in opposition to the leadership and those flyers that are going around and calling us names and everything, and, you know, and I, I, they've been throwing that stuff at me for, for years, so I'm not, you know, I really don't care what they write. But, um, you know, it's, it's, it's happening in other locals in the TWU, and when we talk about the common denominator, when you say, well, you know, why is there a, a movement uh, of unrest in other TWU locals across the country the common denominator is Samuelson. Um, it's, it starts here, and then they figure, okay, this is how we're going to do business everywhere else. And, and when you start to attack opposition, the opposite effect of what you're looking for uh, takes place. People, people rise up and push back. And then you, you wind up with an army of resistance. Instead of just you know, hearing, hearing out people and, 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 and listening to people's different opinions and points of view, and, you know, just, you know, just so, you know, we, we keep our members informed of what's happening. I spoke to somebody today, and I'm not going to mention names now because 
there is a, a serious reprisal situation going on. But um, this person informed me that she's in the local 556, or she was, and the company had uh, disciplined her for uh, uh, a dispute with somebody else, and um, it was one of those, it was like, a, like what we get, like a, a final warning kind of thing, and, and in the stipulation it said, don't, um, you know, you're not allowed to publicize this, you're not allowed to say, you know, anything about it, you're not, you know, you gotta keep quiet, it's confidential, and a few days later, um, somebody had hacked her account and created a, f a false profile. We know, we know what that's like here. And um, they, they wound up um, po posting something on the, on the, uh, on the discipline on, on the union's fan page. And uh, the lady got fired because she violated the stip, but it wasn't her. So she t it comes to find out that the IP address came from the union hall itself. So the union hall had gone after one of its dissidents um, because, because she was vulnerable. So now, you know, she's, she's trying to fight her way back, and, and she, um, she's hiring a, a forensic uh, analyst, a forensic analyst, cyber analyst, um, to get a court order to go into the union and find out, you know, who exactly is the person that created this fake profile and, and, and violated that stip and then go after them legally. Wow. So she's right now without a job. Um, and she had created a group called Members United that was, uh, you know, in opposition to the, um, to the administration. So it was, you know, this is, this is something that's going on. It's ongoing. And that's why I don't want to give a whole bunch of uh, information, but you know, according to her, she's saying that her own union is using management's workplace violence policy against its members. Depending on who you like and who you don't, you can get management to get rid of a member simply by trumping up charges. Wow! And that's what's going on in five five six. But that's not the only thing going on in five five six. So there's a um, and I was just checking on on uh, the update on this there's a recall petition going on against the leadership of 556 and if anybody doesn't know who TW 556 is um, this uh, Southwest Airlines flight attendants and they're the second largest local in the TWU behind us and uh, nearly 8,000 signatures were collected and presented to the union for a recall election and the union hasn't acted on it they've totally ignored it and what, what this, what's supposed to happen is the executive board is supposed to see the petitions, is supposed to, um, uh, you know, say, yes, there is enough, uh, it meets the criteria, and it's supposed to move for a recall election in that union. So they're anticipating the union to ignore um, these petitions. Now, 8,000 petition signatures is a lot when, you know, you have about 14,000 members. So if, if, they continue to ignore it, and I, and I just give me a sec, because I brought up the GoFundMe account, and I'm gonna post it up on Progressive Action in a minute. It, over three days time, they collected $24,375 wow. in, in money for legal fees in anticipation of the union ignoring the recall petition. Wow. So, and this is members of 556 giving this money. And when you, when you I, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna post it up, and I want everybody to look at it, um, it's, it's, uh, they're, not, they're not giving 5 and $10. People are giving $100, $75, and they're, and they're reoccurring. You know, somebody would go back and, and, and put more money in. 
So this is a tremendous amount of money being collected to, uh, to uh, 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 you know, to, to take out the, the leadership of uh, Local 556. So for everybody who thinks that, you know, this is just a Local 100 problem, it's becoming viral across the country within the TWU. And again, like I said, and I don't care, call me a hater if you want to. <laughs> what, I, what I hate is members being disrespected for speaking their mind. But the common denominator in this whole thing is Samuelson. I mean, I don't know. Did this, was this really going on until that man became the international executive vice president as well as the president here? Is that, is that business as usual at the TWU now? I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just, and, you know, I'm going to post that up so you guys can look at it. You can see for yourself and read the comments. But uh, just a couple of other things. There's uh, uh, American Airlines, uh, when they came out of bankruptcy, um, they merged with uh, U.S. Air. And they're uh, different, a lot of different TWU locals, but there's about 20,000 members of TWU in American Airlines. And when they merged with U.S. Air, there's another 11,000 uh, IAM members brought to the, to the group. Now, that's a lot of union people. So when they go for a contract, they're calling it a, a JCBA, a Joint Collective Bargaining Agreement. Now, American Airlines had given the members, on average, 21% straight up. And they said, thank you for your sacrifice over this, this hard time that we faced, but we faced it together and we're doing much better now. So they gave them 21% raise. And then they said, okay, now we'll, now we'll negotiate a contract. So that was even without a contract, but that was, that was a company showing its appreciation for its workforce, which we'll get back to. Um, now, in this negotiation, there are... 10 people in, in this negotiating committee, presidents of different locals across uh, you know, the country um, representing American Airlines locals. And US Air comes with 11,000 members but have six people on the negotiating committee. And TWU comes across with 20,000 members and have four people on the negotiating committee. And that's, that's by design because they're keeping people off the negotiating committee, who they don't want on there because they are—they haven't been—I uh, well, guess they haven't been approved by the Lombardo administration. In other words, that you know they are—they're um, not approved to be presidents. In other words, they weren't supposed to win. And one of the locals that's that's outright fighting and communicating with the uh, TW International is local five six eight um, for, out of Miami. Uh, baggage handlers, and they want their president on the negotiating committee. So there's a bit of a squabble going on with that. And uh, that's pretty much what I have as far as, uh, you know, TWU across the country. Thanks, thanks, thanks for the report, yeah, Mr. Campbell. You. Oh, yeah, definitely. <clears throat> it shows you some insight of uh, what it looks like is uh, more than just a local problem. It seems that it's a, an entire, um, you know, union problem that, you know, how they, how members are being treated and, uh, you know, what happened to a democratic process? We're going through a, di a, a, a dictatorship right yeah. now, and we, yeah. we have to fight our way out of this. Yeah. We fighting. That's why they acting the way they acting, you know, and, and 
Henry brought his um, flat screen TV with him today. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see this thing. It's like a 58 inch. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, we're, we're, we're looking at the poster they put up of you and Stillwell. And uh, it's, it's just like, I mean, this is, with, with, all, with this, you know, the importance of this contract and this negotiation, that uh, they can supply enough people to go ahead and put this together, and uh, it actually is a good picture of you. <laughs> thank, thank you, sir. <laughs> you know, it, it actually is dignified and prominent, which that shows you how smart these guys yeah. are because, you know, it's like this guy looks like a model, uh, tra- model transit <laughs> employee, honestly. And it, it, it's crazy, like I was saying, that Samuelson, the number two guy in the country, would associate himself with progressive action. It, it's a big mistake that he's making. Well, he well, like you said, he just he just proved that this is a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. And okay. It, you know, I mean, with the fifty four hundred members now, that tells you that listen, enough people have had enough. I mean, they're pissed. You know, and rightfully so. Yeah, and the and the numbers are growing. I'll yes. tell you what, this contract go after Monday. We go see how much these oh, numbers yeah. go grow. Oh my god! It, it don't matter. It's go grow regardless. It's gonna grow regardless. They they, they, they giving away stuff. What they doing? They trying to be slick. They giving the. They telling us to give backs now. Oh yeah. So it won't just be in one, one whole piece of paper, and we won't be in shock. They mm. easing stuff in there. Oh yeah. How 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 in RTO they accepting, um, four days on, three days off with flaggers. No overtime after the eighth hour when unions fought for that. Right, right. It was something that I, had um, had saw um. In uh, in in the LAPD, they they operate uh different tour sets to based on uh what you, what slots are available and what you could work for. You could have, you know, five eights, you know, four tens, three twelves, with an additional fourth day during some point in the month, and it doesn't affect your pay. But this is you know this this, this isn't how transit work is. And the thing is, what is advantageous to us? Now, me personally, it's like hmm, maybe I would do you know the four tens. You know, but you're right about how they are going to be able to curtail that overtime and how they're going to do things. You know, it's not like as if, you know, all things were equal. If they if the MTA played fair that listen, there's always going to be shuttles, you know, on the bus side, you know, there's always going to be shuttle. There's always going to be bus moves. There's always going to be something. Yeah. But, you know, it's so stupid with these people is because is that they said they did the prepackaged jobs so MOW won't be getting some flagging jobs. Hmm. So you could work the platform and do um, construction flagging some yeah. days in platform. But then y'all accept something to have, give construction flaggers more days off. I thought the whole purpose was you needed more construction flaggers. Right, that's what I'm saying. So it why are you giving them more days off? And the thing is, you know, the thing that concerns me with that is basically when you do something like that, you're opening the door for it to spread to other sections. That's right. For it to spread to service delivery. And mm-hmm. it and it and it won't happen two years from now or next contract. It'll take it'll take years, but it can spread. And then what'll oh, happen and then what'll happen is at that point that's when they'll put the gun to the union's head, whoever's in the administration, and then they'll say, Listen, this is what we want. You know what I'm saying? And and they'll put the gun to your head so that basically there won't be nego. I mean, you'll negotiate, but you won't have leverage to negotiate. You see what I'm saying? Because basically, that's the same thing that happened with interline bus routes in TA and OA. Mm-hmm. Okay, basically, it started. You know, it started off in Brooklyn, and then it spread like wildfire. Well, that's that's MTA buses' fault. That's in fact that's in fact Liberty Lines' fault. So uh, unfortunately, 
uh, where I came from, it came from there because Westchester was doing that for about since the early 90s. Oh, really? It's our fault, unfortunately. Right. MTA got turned on to something really strong when they saw how Yonkers operated their schedules because we didn't even have guaranteed consecutive RDOs. I worked a run, but I enjoyed it, but it was screwed up to have, you know, Sunday, Thursday off. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. And I did that for a couple of years. Right. Because, but, you know, because from my understanding, because from my understanding, in transit here, TA and OA, it yeah. started in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. and, and and because they wanted more, they wanted more money on their express runs, or, or they wanted they wanted something for their express lines. Yeah, Trevor knows the exact details. Oh, that okay. One. Yeah, and, he knows all of that. All right, so yeah, so basically, you can tell the story. He can tell you well, what route. Yeah, I was gonna go into to you know a little bit deeper into that whole um, four day work schedule. I mean. There was a mini vote taken on the Facebook page of who would go for that. And they was like, oh, my God, you know, three days off, four days on, three days off, four days on, 10-hour work days. But you guys don't realize, as a train operator, I can say that it would be detrimental, first of all. Because now, all right, prime example, take my, take my Saturday. I do two round trips on the November, right? And that's in an eight-hour tour. That's the end train for that's, people who don't know right, the, the lingo. Train. Sorry about right, that. For people who don't know the lingo, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. But um, with a 10-hour workday, they can easily turn that two-tripper into a three-tripper. Three, that's horrible. That's, that's disgusting. Yeah, yeah. And people got to understand that. It sounds good coming out the mouth. Yeah, well, I got four days on, three days off. I can go do this. No, you just, you're going to double your workload. And what's that turn into? That turns into... Fatigue that turns to instance that turns to more dance that turns to more people going down the two Broadway. So there's a flip to this. It's, it's people got to look at it deeper than the face value. Right, because you gotta you gotta factor in labor again. A lot of people don't understand labor and the fights because and the fights that have taken place decades past because. A 40-hour work week is law, okay? And, again, it was something that was fought for. It's in the contract, too, but it just enforces the law, okay? And, basically, when you're talking about um, a 10-hour workday, that would be the standard, okay? And then anything after that would be overtime. But, basically, on the and then definitely on the bus side of the house, it's like they're trying to, they're, they're trying to cut down the, you know, the, the, um, what the different runs pay. So, it's like that ain't happening over there. But in RTO... Basically, it sounds like they're trying to chip away at the money that senior conductors make as far as construction flagging, getting that money, you know. But basically, that's, you know, it glittered like gold to a lot of people. I saw it, too, on but Facebook. But it's, it's disgusting. But it's, it's disgusting. Dis- yeah. And, and, you know, I, I just want to implore my, my fellow co-workers, don't take everything for face value as it comes out. Use your brain. Think about it. Start crunching the numbers, and things start not looking pretty after a while. Exactly. Now, this is now basically this is not pretty. I don't. That's, that's you know. I have a lot of concern about that. And know? and then on the on the interlining side for you guys, I mean, in a smaller bus operation like when Liberty was Liberty by itself. Something like that could work, but when you got a big operation like New York City Transit and the lines that we have, and you start looking at run times and and recovery times, traffic, traffic, and you start in in wheelchairs and all this stuff starts to factor in. Interlining doesn't work in Brooklyn. It doesn't work in Queens. It doesn't work in Manhattan. It doesn't work in the Bronx. It might work in Staten Island because Staten Island's got a little bit more leeway with their run time. They run a little bit quicker. 
you know, I mean, someone from Staten Island could probably talk a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's why it worked in Liberty, because up in Westchester, you got routes that sometimes don't run but every two hours, like the 15 up in Peak, going to Peekskill. That's why you had the interline like that up there. But it can't work in New York, and we know it don't work. I mean, look at these dispatchers going batshit crazy, trying to find their buses and put things together, you know, with, 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 you know, with bus trek and all and, and bus time. They're looking, and these guys are freaking out. Because you take one line's problems, you spread it to the other, and you basically keep the operator in, the, in an ever, never-ending, you know, loop of driving. That's right. Exactly. And what happens with Interline is now, if the B15 is messed up, and it's Interline with the Q24, now the Q24 is messed yeah, up. You jack exactly. the 24. So That's right. You have, and it might, your interline might happen on a line that's less heavy. Mm-hmm. So now this line that don't, doesn't have as many runs on it, it's no one on the line because mm-hmm. everyone is stuck on one part of Brooklyn and can't make it to the next. That's right. And, so, and, and it's not like the TA has uh, what they call down in Montgomery County, Maryland, strategic, where they got a bus sitting someplace that can go cover that work. No, you got our passengers out there waiting for buses that are on other lines because they can't get off that line to the other line. They're not going to cover the work because the operator is technically there and has the schedule. So there's no one that's going to come in and cover the work because you already have the work. Yeah, they already made service. Exactly. You came to report. So it's not an open run for um, the depot to fill. Technically, the run is filled for them. So it doesn't look like they're missing service. Right. Your bus is just late, and when you get over to that line, well, they you get, get over there. to they, that they, line. They tested something in the Bronx. Um, was it last year? Cause I live I live up in Riverdale, in the Bronx, and I I'm, I ride the seven and the ten. Okay, and the seven during the rush hour period is notoriously missing. And then you'll look on because you can look online bus time dot info and mm-hmm. see that all the buses on the line are in Washington Heights, stuck behind traffic. So mm-hmm. what they did was I guess they picked their, their uh, shape operators or whatever, had them come out there with two Arctics, and you have a group of sevens come up, they will leave, there's a gap, okay, Arctic come around the corner, pick up, go up the hill, come back and sit. Yeah, that's what we did in White Plains Trans Center. And, I used to sit in Arctic all the time and I don't when know, I was a rookie. I don't know another line that they did that with, but I think the seven was a test pilot for it, and it worked for a little while, but then guess what? Now it came to a point where I think the other operators on the line knew and wouldn't push. So now you got the Arctics up there just doing all this work. Well, why push? Do the job the right way. Safety first. And I think they got smart and they stopped the program. Okay. So I don't know if they maybe they try that in Brooklyn, try it in Queens, to try to see if they could get it to work. But it, it doesn't work. And interlining is it's they got to do something about it. It's, it just doesn't work. Yeah, because, you, you know, definitely there are dispatchers on the road who I speak to out there. They they talk about how it, it it doesn't work as far as, just like you said, lateness is, and it messes up other lines. And then for the as far as for the membership and the union, it's no good because when you used to have, let's say, 60 runs on two on two different routes – and then you and then they see the chance to interline them at the same relief point, and now they can. Mm-hmm. So now it basically cuts down. Let's say now there's 30 runs on a you know on a daily basis on those two lines. So basically that's what it does. It it, it cuts it cuts everything down. You know? And then you start talking our ticks. Now you're cutting down even more. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And and it seems like they're squeezing our ticks 
more and more. Oh, don't worry, Brooklyn. Every- don't worry, Brooklyn. Y'all about to get some more tick lines. It's coming. I, I already know two of them. So I doubt yeah. it'll be in Fresh Pond. Nah, nah, <laughs> nah. Right. Only only depots that it's, can handle them. It's, it's, it's Flatbush. It's, it's, no, actually, it's going to be a people's on East New York to talk about the 15 and the 82 next. I, I believe that. And where they're going to park them damn things at. Exactly. Like they do now. They park well, they what? space because of their yards. They yeah. Can, you know, so you got to take a bus to get there. your bus. Right, exactly. Yeah. East New York, exactly. Because, they could walk. Or, They're well, being lazy. Well, you know? Stop. You know, stop. last time I had to climb over a couple of y'all buses just leave my train yard. So, you know, they take up space everywhere. Exactly. Because but the, the, the Arctic can't fit at Fresh Pond. Nah, so. nah. No, because I remember nah, being at Fresh Pond. No, nah, it can't. Nah. We're can't. good over there. Yeah. I mean, when they put that place together, there was only 35 foot buses, anyways, at the time, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When that was back built. To, when I was built, yeah. yeah. Or oh, Fresh Pond? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Dating back to. I mean, before any of us was a thought. Oh, of course. <laughs> Way before I was born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bus that ran out of there were 35 feet long, shorter mm-hmm. than the 40 feet run now, so they could, you know, pile the buses in there. Now with the 40 foot, I think, you know, at nighttime, that guys are squeezed under the L, up in the back. It's, it's tight over there. Don't worry. They'll send somebody to go do some mowing, and uh, they'll find some more spots. <laughs> wow, man. Yeah, but basically, that you know, these are things that basically, when you open the door to them, they it spreads like wildfire, and they become detrimental to the membership. And this is what I want the membership now to understand. Even a lot of people in progressive action that comment, and just but just everybody, the new generation coming up, everybody needs to understand that we have to protect our jobs. We have to protect it as much as possible. You know. Now I'm so, sorry to say, but the station agents, it's like you know, they're gonna take the biggest hit in this I, contract. I, I think RTO is. You think RTO is? Without a doubt, I think RTO go get it. Somebody underground go get it. But this is, <laughs> well, well, it's not a matter of getting rid of people, but um, yeah, your guys, there's gonna be a lot of screwing going on in RTO. Yeah, man. But there's 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 no there's no advantage to them losing people right now, as you could as you know. You know, they're not talking so much about that, uh, you know, CBTC going anywhere. There's no real talk about, oh, the next thing we're going to do is they're already, they're already, you know, trying to clean up the clusterfuck on the seven line that they started. Now, I was, and, and Queens Boulevard is next. I was over yeah. here thinking. You see of, how that's going to go. I was thinking of a way to bring the MTA up on discrimination charges um, because train operators. When they operate opto, they can't do a platform observation. But meanwhile, conductors get in trouble for not doing a, a, a platform observation. Have you heard how the opto is supposed to work for the train operator, the full, how we're supposed to do it? It's open the doors. Well, first of all, you stop, look out, open the doors. Make your announcements, look out again, close down, look back for indication, look out again. And then take power, but and like you said, it, it's it's not a sweep, and we can have somebody surfing the train. That's all it takes. And it's all it's going to so, take because because somebody can surf the train. They realize the train going too fast. They're afraid to jump off. Next thing you know, they're in the tunnel. But it's it's all about safety. If the if it's safe, it only take one person. So they can't say, oh, it's only opt on a weekend ridership is not that high, or whatever the true. case is. That's not the case. That's look, have you, you look at the subways on the weekend. The only difference is that there's less trains and there's more people because that's how they operate service. Yeah. They, they, you know, I mean, you're you're absolutely right about that. I mean, is it a discrimination thing? 
No, but it's definitely a safety issue. Yeah, it's definitely. It's a also a liability thing because at this point, just like they started putting stickers in, in, in the buses a few years ago, your vehicle, your responsibility. Now, how are you supposed to effectively do this? They're trying to apply something that works in other places, in other cities, okay, to a system that no one else has any of these platform lengths. Who else has 75-foot cars? Who has eight 75-foot cars? Who else? In the United States, Washington D.C. Eight of them. Yeah, eight. but but look, you see how but they they know where and look how that. By the way, you see how uh, well you 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 know that area. You're intimately close with uh, how Metro operates down there. Well, I mean, it, their their system was designed around CBTC. That's correct. So you know, it's one person on the train at all times. And just recently, they went to full eight car trains. Their platforms will only handle eight car, seventy five foot trains. And it's nuts because their ridership is seeing the ridership levels that we're seeing. So, 10 years ago, you go on DC, get on a train, train comes in, doors open, announcements made, doors closed, trains out of there. Now, train comes to the station, doors is open, doors is open, doors is open, doors are open. You, you, you can't, you need a conductor, you need a conductor, you need a conductor here, you need a conductor there. The conductor is the extra eyes there, the safety on that train. You cannot get rid of the conductor. It's you know, impossible. Let me ask you something. When was that Washington Metro um, system built? Uh, it opened up in 1976. Wow, 76. Yeah. So even though it's 40 years ago, but it's still modern, t- modern day, modern time. So basically, you got to understand something. Our subway system, the IRT was b- opened up in 1904. Yep. And, 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 and the youngest the youngest system, the IND, was first opened in 1930, 1932, 80-some years. Yeah. So that's what I mean when I say our system is old as fuck. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's it's old as dirt. Now, you know what I'm saying? Now, so that's and, what I mean when I say. Of, that's the other thing. It's full of those dirt and those hazards. Yeah. You understand? Here's the other thing. All right, let's say you perfect somehow getting people to behave and get on and off that train without doing something stupid. Now, when something goes wrong, how are you going to evacuate that train? One person with one escape hood exactly. that lasts 15 minutes, and you know what the crush loads are in this subway system. And you expect, uh, you expect one transit employee to be you know, the shepherd of the flock to get these people out safe and alive? Right, because it's bad enough as just two, two people doing it. Uh, yeah. So now you want to reduce it down to one. That's why it's so bad um, You know what happened with the conductor who died in the tunnel. That tunnel been there since 1932. Those turn the, that that turn been there. That blind spot always been there. They being reactive instead of proactive. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and what's crazy about you know, rest in peace, of brother Gray. Um, last pick, I was on a G for Saturdays, and that curve where, you know, he was struck. There's been many. I could count at least six times during last pick that I come around that curve. Two construction flaggers being there, either setting up or you know they're 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 getting to their post. Yeah, and there's zero reaction time to come around a corner and seeing somebody. And depending on you know they teach you in track safety about ghost trains. So train going the other way, you think you're safe, but in actuality the train going the other way, and there's another one coming at you. Yeah. And I'm I'm going to take a guess. It's probably what happened when they didn't even realize that something was coming at them until it was it was too late. That's just my own guesstimate. I'm not in you know the National Transportation Safety Board. I can't speak on that, but that's my own guesstimate as to why it happened the way it happened. 
but you know it's it's a danger and there needs to be a new protocol to protect these guys i mean i would venture to say have these guys ride a train out to where they got to drop the first that, 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 that's, exactly that's, that's what i thought that, that's how it should be or or there should be a stationary flagger where the train first enters the work zone to, to positively communicate with the train operator that there's crews on the work bed. And not only that, RCC is responsible. Them poor radios are responsible. Oh, yeah. And the nearby tower should be responsible. So the radio is a whole other subject, but that's a whole other show. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Um, I noticed that you had that you that there's pictures of those uh, radios. It was mentioned uh, briefly in the uh, last show I was on. And it's like, they went with these vertexes, then I find out they went with ICOM. And I'm saying to myself, you know, what amazes me is that I can go on eBay right now and buy a Converticom, all right? That's something they put, um, easy example is uh, LAPD police cars do not have an AM, FM radio. You know what they put in place? A thing called a Converticom or a, or a, uh, a, what's a, a vehicle adapter. And in place of that, now the vehicle has an antenna. All right. So now you're you're using the antenna and transmit power of the train like they used to use with those big, you know, General Electric radios. Okay, you're relying on this little ICOM radio that might put out maybe four so watts or something, maybe five in a stretch. And they have this whole system so screwed up, and they're talking about CBTC. They want to do this opto, and they haven't addressed the problems even going back to when they had the Bendix King radios, which was you know, which is a joke. Well, it, it got even worse now because they kicked us off a of wide band, put us on narrow band, and they kicked us off a of wide band because they said that it's strictly for the NYPD now. <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's the next wow. issue. Is that so? Um, that, that was the official excuse behind that. Well, NYPD need that band, but you know, yeah. it's it's a danger to to us because I mean, you know, working in, in on the on the south side, the B one, the B one is the worst. Yeah, radio yeah, ever how am, yeah. I, how am I in, in Coney Island and I'm hearing the Larry, Canar- I'm hearing yeah, Canarsie, the Larry all the time and I'm over here trying to call still well call still I'm not getting any response but bet yeah. I can hear the Larry yeah. line loud yeah. and clear it don't yeah, make no sense that, you're getting stepped on that's it don't yeah. make no you ain't getting stepped on it just doesn't it just work doesn't work well what I mean um, yeah you know, I, I have it worked that I just thought about that uh, you guys are familiar with it I'm wondering where the repeaters are and probably the Larry line well, repeaters are stronger because well, you're, you're not transmitting line to line yeah no no yeah yeah. I can't confirm, but someone did tell me that at least for like the Delta line, which is uh, the Western line, that there's one repeater for, for the far? entire line. The yeah. repeater's supposed to sit somewhere in Ninth Avenue. And the line goes all the way out to Stillwell. You know where the radio? You know where the, most of the repeaters is at? Um, Broadway Myrtle. That would explain no, it. No wonder we hear them loud and clear all the time. <laughs> Broadway Myrtle. That's where. That's where it's at. That's where the Central Station is at. Yeah, that that explains it then. I mean, yeah, I, I started you, my hobby is radio. You you ask a you ask a dispatcher for a radio check, you ain't getting nothing. Matter of fact, Stillwell Tower answer you before the dispatcher doing the terminal. That's poor. That's poor deployment of a radio plan. I mean, that's. But, I mean, what's what's even worse that you'll sit next to, you could be sitting right next to me, and I will transmit. You won't hear me. Oh, I know what you mean by that. That's that's what I was about to ask. I was gonna say yeah, that that's that that's poor deployments. Like, how do you have you know the amount of service that you have in this area? Why haven't you deployed your repeaters you know appropriately? You know, I mean it's that's a, something that they could solve. This isn't something that's like oh we don't know what to do. It's something you can solve. I hate to say it, but you know it's like we say the TA is reactive, not proactive. Oh, it's yeah. going to take something. 
catastrophic to happen where the radio transmission was the reason why the catastrophic event occurred for them to do something but about it, it. it. It's not the TA fault. It's the union fault. The union, see, this is what makes me mad about Samuelson. When he say the MTA can't protect us, pay us. You're supposed to protect us you see, to see, make that, sure that things is in place. That's what bothers me about that. If you, you know, it's a, well, in lieu of, um, you know, doing the right thing, we're going to put a price on your head. And that's something that, I mean, it's, it's not to get a little off topic, but that's what disgusted me after happened, what happened after 9-11. We actually, as a society and a government, put a price tag on a human life. We've said what a value is. Well, you work in, you know, you work in um, Cantor Fitzgerald and you should make this much so you're worth that much. You know, and well, you're just mopping a floor and, and that when the World Trade Center you would make X amount over the next... Actually put a price on people's head. And Samuelson is basically saying, yeah, we'll accept a price tag on our members' lives. Okay? Well, you can't protect us. We're getting assaulted. Well, pay us a little bit more. It's not hazard pay anymore because you're saying it's okay to do these things. And that's why you have these attacks on transit workers because it's, it's, it's like it's, it's human nature. If you touch a burning hot pot and get burned, you're not going to do it again. Yeah. Okay? Very simple. But if you touch, if there's no consequences, if you touch that pot and nothing happens, you're going to keep doing it. And that's what keeps happening to these bus operators. Because they know that even with the cameras there, that nothing's going to happen to them. The MTA's not going to push prosecution. The union's not going to push prosecution. We're beyond, well, we better stand there in the courtroom. We need actual action on, and, and basically for basically prosecutors to do their jobs the mta should be having a proactive campaign that we're not going to allow you to assault our employees and it was funny that they said well an injury to one is an injury to all of us you know and we take it seriously the mta would always say it almost became like a joke with their press releases because we all knew i mean at least i i knew that they didn't believe that because if you got in if something happened to you the first thing the mta says how could have you how could you have how could you how could you prevent this from occurring okay that was the thing and then when you went to zariga they were talking about conflict resolution and and all this stuff and i'm looking i said wait a minute what do you mean what could i have done and they start telling you how to speak to people which i can almost understand except for one thing when somebody just walks up to the bus and spits at you or throws their coffee at you or in one case throws a you know a cup of urine at you there's nothing that could have prevented that, and it's on camera. So we're not going to take it anymore. And then to go ahead and tell transit workers they don't have a right to defend themselves, even though New York State law clearly says that as a common, uh, you know, operator of a common carrier of passengers, you have the right not only to defend yourself, but to maintain order aboard that vehicle, that if you defend yourself, you get fired. Once again, once again, that shows the MTA thinking that they're above State law, they think they're above the law. That's right. You know, um, that that's crazy. The MTA, this is this is like one of the first jobs I ever had where the company didn't care about their employees whether they get assaulted or not, and the union is is helping them with that because when you say you, if you can't protect us, pay us, yeah. and let's just say the MTA pay us, the public will feel like we could fuck you up because. You getting paid to get beat up now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is the message that is sent. That may not yeah. be the words that are said, but that's the message that's the that message gets sent. Yeah. yeah, is that listen? You're gonna get paid enough for that. <laughs> you, 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 Samuelson is basically saying, if you pay us, we'll be the public. 
punching, punching bag. bag. That's right. That's what he's saying. That's a hundred. That's that's exactly what it is. Right. And it's it, and you can't tell me that though. You know, like you know, it's not you know inferred. That's you know the public hasn't read between those lines. That's why they treat us the way they treat us. And then it gets even worse because you know what got was amazing me. A buddy of mine is in. Uh, he's a conductor in Path, and they're under Federal Railroad Administration rules and regulations. And he was listening to um, Jeff Sofer talk about this crash in the lag terminal. Like, he knows how to operate a damn train and can knows FRA rules. Well, uh, this train was going too fast. Like, he was losing his mind when he saw that he heard was listed a live coverage when he was about to go to work. You know, and he says, he's like, why is this okay? Why is this guy, well, you seem to have done your research, and this guy does no research. All he does is get fed the MTA line and how much we're screw-ups, and now he's an expert on a train crash all of a sudden? And, and, and now it's, it's, it's quiet as a motherfucker. You don't hear nothing. You heard something the first two days when you're investigating, nothing. Well, Prince Andy said that's enough. Thank you. This, relatively, you know, uh, Prince Andy. I like that name. Bro, I like that name for Cuomo. Bro, you mean King Andy? No, no, it's no, still no. Prince. His, Prince dad, his dad had his dad did. The, well, you know, was better at the job. Yeah, with, of course. You know, well, so well, easy. I guess Samuelson will refer to him as King Andy, right? No, King, Lord, Lord, my Lord, my liege. <laughs> Stay puff. That's a, Stay puff. That's it. I mean, that turnstile scene. It's like, okay, I see uh, people properly. All right, there's Prince Andy. There's, there's. All right, and the Kool Aid Man. And I'm a big guy myself. I mean, come on, we all we see the pictures. We know, we know that uh, I'm not in shape. I'm a shape, and that shape is round. But you want to know what? At least you haven't worn the same thing. Yeah, this, this is true. This is true. It's actually becoming difficult. I gotta, you know, I gotta start looking for. I gotta start, you know, looking at, you know, hey, I might have to wear something I'll tell different. You, Samuelson don't give a shit. I'll tell you, he's the only dude I know dressed like a soccer mom. You know what? He never heard. You know, you are what you wear. Wear well. You know. And I just posted that in the group because I'm reading. Um, um, what's the name of that book I'm reading right now? I forget. But they talking about you know if you want to. Dress, dress how you dress determines your success. Sometimes that's oh, right. Saw, that's I what I mean. Post, yeah. You are what you wear. You know, right. and, and like with me, I mean, come on, I'm a round guy. But you know, Trevor knows when I was in uniform, I was always sharp. You know, shirt tucked in, shoes buff, ready to go. And you know, I get it because I got a you know. Henry's a close friend. I got a couple more friends that are a little bit on the portly side. I understand yeah. that you don't always want to tuck in your shirt because it, it accentuates your stomach. Your stomach a right. little bit. You know what All I'm saying? The roles, yeah. yeah, yeah, but. You know, when you go into a negotiation, when you go to a press conference, when you're representing us as the leader of this membership, tucking your shirt, put on a tie. Of course. Come on, man. Listen, yeah. Stop it. Stop when you, it. When you make that type of money, you could have stuff tailor-made. Exactly. To where you don't have to buy out of the store. Listen, or but he's too busy buying groceries. Listen, listen, at Pathmark. Yeah. Pathmark. I, I, don't, I don't care if Sammy Sin come to the, to the negotiations dressing like Big Papa. <laughs> Get him a cane, some shades, a Versace shirt, and some slacks. He got a he got a sturdy up, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, the name of the book is "I Went in the Devil." Okay, I got I got yeah. I got to look at that. I went in the devil, man. You know what happens is that, that what kind of image does that put to the public that transit workers and this is the president. And it's like, I mean, you are, are you the are the are you you know going to the Second Avenue subway thing? It's like, hey, listen, are you going to a press event or are you going to Comic Con? 
What are I mean, you doing? Like, you look at the picture. It was suit, suit. Even the lady had on a nice suit. Soccer mom. This is yeah, no, nah, no. Nah, he wasn't dressed like a soccer mom. He's nah, dressed, dressed like, like a West Indian. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, 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 I, I, I was going to say. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Labor Day Parade. Labor Day Parade. <laughs> well, that's the thing. If you notice that, all right, so he, let's say he wants to wear the Union Apparel uh, polo shirt, right? Get him a button down that has a little Could it at least still look like it hasn't been washed Listen, 500 times and lying, still retains that black color that it was originally? If I'm lying or flying, Panamanians love linen suits. <laughs> I know this for a fact. I know this for a fact. <laughs> If I'm lying, I'm flying. My father, Panamanian, he already know. He probably got one of those Samuelson linen suits in the closet or something like that. <laughs> For sure. The Panamanians love linen suits. That's what, that's what I said, Samuelson dressing like a West Indian. And he always looks sweaty. <laughs> look greasy in the pictures, man. <laughs> matter of fact, matter of fact, didn't he wear that same thing for the funeral? You know what I I, I you didn't know what I he did for yeah, the yeah, yeah, see the yeah, pic. Did. I, I didn't see him. I didn't he wore the same picture. thing for the funeral. It was a linen joint. Yeah, oh, black linen. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, but this, like I said, it's it's not just a style thing. It's like what image does this present to the public? Mm-hmm. And this goes back to you know, like uh, I have the uh, the the picture that, that uh, Tommy Egan put up. This is at a NYPD facility, okay, and then that. Would be the uh, this right here? It looks like um, what we used to call in a regular police station, but this is traffic enforcement, so they don't operate the same way. This is what we would call the uh, 124 room, or I'm sorry, roll call. I'm sorry, the roll call room where they make up the police officer schedules and everything, and you have your PAAs in there, uh, your administrative assistants that uh, you know are making up the schedules. You know, you, you, I need an overtime slip. You know, lost time. This stuff. And that's exactly what's going on there. It's like, well, that's though it doesn't say NYPD on the bottom of it. That's a sanction noticed. Where is this transit strike coming from? There's no strike. Oh, no, I, 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 well, I, mean, who, well, so, I mean, I, I mean, I didn't see any talk of it on the uh, police form I was looking. I couldn't find any mention of it. So it doesn't look like the regular PD is, uh, or has at least hasn't announced anything as such. Well, it says, it says pending. Yeah. You know, it's pending. I guess it's not, pending our vote. Not even in <laughs> Samuelson head is pending. It's done already. Well, yeah, because you know it's something. There was there's something that was put up in. A, uh, I mean, I can't remember the name. I would love to give credit to who posted that, but if it, um, I believe, it was some uh, more uh, specific uh, contract related budget materials that was, you know, in no uncertain terms. I mean, it said I, if, uh, to pay, I believe quote it said uh, the low hanging fruit has been exhausted, and then uh, more to the effect that they've gotten everything they want in terms of the little stuff to take away from us. Now they have to go at, and this is where they're coming up with this, you know, it's 10-hour tours, it's four tens, no guarantee of eight hours. It's, you know, it's, it, it means that ha- they have a forward plan to assault everything that makes this job a fair and reasonable job. Yeah. Joe, let me ask you, did you find it strange that the, um, the MTA didn't ask for a lot of demands? No, not well. I mean, you know, the deal was made. Everything goes through the governor. I mean, that's you know, when when you see you know uh, Cuomo and Samuelson mamboing together, you know, out on the street during parades. Um, it, it, can you say mamboing? But I guess yeah. everybody knows what I mean. They're doing the mambo. Um, you know that the deal was struck, but the deal isn't done yet. It's not. It's not like 
Cuomo's telling Samuelson, I like you and I like uh, your members. I'm going to just give you all this. There's a whole lot coming. And we, we have to have our eyes open to this because I believe, and you know, I, I don't trust Governor Cuomo as far as I can throw him. And I, I'm a good read on people and I'm, I'm just reading him in a bad way. Um, we got minimum wage. Uh, you know, he, he went out there and, you know, showed himself, look at me. I'm a champion for people that don't make a lot of money. I'm going to raise minimum wage and I'm going to get free college tuition for the state and I'm going to do all this. But he's not just doing all that because he's, you know, he's a kind nice hearted. guy. Yeah. They're going to open the state constitution. And when they open the state, well, they have to first vote on a, on a, on a constitutional convention for New York State. 20 years ago, they voted it down. That vote's coming up again in November of uh, 2017. Oh, dear. He's going to want to open that uh, state constitution, which grandfathers pensions. Now, I don't know how much more they can do to fuck up tier six. But t- <laughs> but tier four. Don't ask that question. Everybody who's tier four, when you thought you were safe, well, I got it. I'm good. They can open up your pension and change it. You think so? Yes, they, could? Yeah, they can. That, the only thing that protects tier four is the, the grandfather clause in the state constitution. constitution. That's why they want to open it up. Yeah. Oh. Shit. So they can make everybody tier six. Now listen, I don't want to be an alarmist. But why would you want to leave yourself open to that? So understand what's going on. Samuelson knows this stuff. There's also, I, kn- I know it in my bones, there's pending layoffs coming for station agents and everybody else. They want to cut this workforce down. Um, they want to automate it. They want to make robo trains and robo buses and they already got robo stations. It's just, you know, I mean, these things are coming and we have to, we have to watch where they're coming from. We, can, we just can't, like, sit back and complain when, when, when things happen. People's motivations, we have to watch them. And we have to see what Samuelson's motivations are, why he's so good, and why he's so close to the governor. And we know that Cuomo's going to try to make a run. He's going to throw his name in the hat for 2020. And it's probably not, might not get it the first time, but that boy's ambitious. Well, and he's looking, for, he's looking for backing. And nobody's going to care if he undoes public employee pensions. As, if he could get taxpayers on his side and say, look how much money I saved you by screwing everybody that serves you every day. Well, yeah, that, 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 I, 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 I thought about that. I said, when, when would they be looking to open up the, the state constitution? Because, you see, things are so, they're so untenable in New York State. All right? It's, it's like, you know, they used to call it the pension bomb, you know? When is that going to, you know, and then you, you saw what happened uh, in, uh, with um, the uh, uh, California teachers retirement system and how, you know, basically, you know, they turned the taxpayers on the teachers. OK, the MTA has already turned the public against us. Wait till the whole state government goes ahead and says, you know, says that we're basically, you know, ruining things, you know. They tried doing that, you know, with, you know, police and firefighters, and there was a lot of resistance on that. And this was a statewide thing, Um, you know. But wait till they go ahead and try to open up that pension. You know, that, 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 that part, that use the Constitution to go ahead and rewrite history, basically. Yeah, yeah. well, they, they're trying to keep, I'm sorry, they're trying to keep, um, you know, they're trying to keep Samuelson in office. Um, you know, we're, we're the ones that, that offer, you know, the opposition. We're the, the ones that offer the, uh, the option to, to the members. Um, you know, we, 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 we have to make sure that, you know, these guys get out of office because Samuelson's going to look for one more election. 
And the stuff I'm talking about, when it, when it, when it really starts to hit transit workers, it'll be about 2019. And if we're not there to stop it, to offer up a good, solid opposition and even an alliance with other unions, to build an alliance, a real alliance with other unions in this state um, to stop this thing, we are in a lot of trouble. Well, All ex- of us. That, that, explain, that explains a lot of Samuelson's behavior when you think about it. I mean, and maybe, maybe I just had an epiphany. But you think about it, how he hasn't allied himself with other unions. I mean, listen, Long Island Railroad doesn't like us because... What happened when the stuff was going to hit the fan and they were going to walk? They were going to look for our support. And what does is, what is Scammy do? I got a deal. And that ended everything. Could you imagine if there was a Long Island Railroad and New York City transit strike at the same time? Do you know? It would be crazy. It would be, yeah. Could you, and, that would have been and, glorious. And, and Sammy stopped that. Okay. I would have loved it. That would have been glorious. Yeah. And uh, I'm not a bright person because I didn't bring my uh, the uh, charger for this thing. You didn't bring your remote control. <laughs> no, I just unplugged it from the desk and took off. And I uh, you didn't bring the cable box. <laughs> no, that oh, thing. Who, who you, needs that when you have Netflix? You, you probably could charge. You probably could charge that with jumper cables. <laughs> well, what you call? I just ride off my truck out there. It's right at the window. So. You got a satellite dish over here. Direct TV. You know. I, I got. I got a quick question, Joe. Um, because I'm not new to the union and how it works. I'm still learning the ins and outs of it. But, you know, we still got to vote on whatever they're going to try to shove down our throats. So, you know, at the end of the day, they come with what we don't want, and we say no, the next step is for them to go back to the negotiation table, correct? That's exactly what's supposed to happen. But we, They will give us, uh, the, they will present the fear factor, you don't want to go to arbitration, mm-hmm. and you don't want to do this, and you don't want to do that. They will scare members. Um, probably same as the election. A lot of the representatives will be grabbing the um, ballots from the members. I mean, depending on how they do it. I don't think they set up a, a phone system. I think it's going to be your good old, easily corruptible mail-out um, right. yes-no ballot. And that's, that's, that's been a pattern, if you notice. I mean, it happened to you, you know? First of all, I mean, well, look, look, at, look at how they're going to go ahead and look at the members. Now, what I read, I, I didn't go. I wasn't feeling well because I'm not going to go ahead and drag oxygen tanks to go to, you know, to fucking winter jam. You know? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> empty, empty jam. Empty jam. Well, right. that, how did that happen? That was the whole thing. No, you no, had no. Pe- that was the winter storm jam, the snowstorm yeah. jam. Storm oh. jam. Storm jam. Storm yes. jam 2017. Mm-hmm. J- Jamel, um, when we get to this, you got to tell us about that conversation that you had with Samuelson. It was a lot of hand-waving, which was breaking my concentration. I was trying to figure out what he was saying. Um, you remember that? He was like... But well, he kept saying scab, I noticed. I mean, I tried yeah. to turn up... I heard yeah. scab, 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 yeah, scab. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, he didn't yeah. have... There was like no substance on his side to it. Because basically... It, it, I mean, am I, am, I, am I right to think that the way it appeared that he was saying is that, well, I'm not going to go ahead and answer any of your questions or talk to you about it because, you know, you talk about being a scab, you know? I mean, that's what it looked like. He only had, you know, maybe two sentences that he kept, you know, switching back and forth between from what I could hear. His, well, his hand gestures were mismatched with his words. And that's what was confusing everybody because a lot of people commented on it. Like, what the hell is he doing with his hands? He didn't choreograph his thoughts with his hands. <laughs> you know, his hands were saying something different than his mouth. 
And what he was really doing was probably lying through his mouth, but his hands were telling the truth. Well, and that's what confused everybody. And that's well, that, like that's a, like a that real Beatles serious song, you know? psychological, you know, all right, well, display. Me, all right, well, let me explain. First, <laughs> first I, I approached him and I asked him about, I said, what's the deal with the contract? So he said, well, well, he brushed me off with that question. Well, I'm going to talk about it when we get inside there. Then I said, then I said okay. Then I asked him about Willie Rivera and the rest of the officers performing and doing what they do on Facebook to the membership and progressive action. I said, what's the, you know, what's the deal with that? So then he said, well, he didn't know anything about Willie Rivera and what, and what they're doing. Okay, and then they had the nerve to get on stage and ask who likes to tweet on who likes to tweet Rima Joe? Yeah. Who likes wasn't, to tweet? Wasn't it Twitter? Twitter? Was it Twit? Twit, yeah, yeah. Twit. Who, 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 who likes to Twit? Right. <laughs> what the hell is a Twit? And who likes to be on Facebook? Um, right? Shout out to Twit. Shout out to her. A Twit, yeah. If you use the imagination, you know, jostling cover your she, ears. You I don't. Know? I don't understand. She I, Twit, right? I don't understand. She had um. She had Ernest Jacobs right next. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I didn't see Maxine. Was he in the back somewhere? Maxine Gatson, right? Yeah, exactly. You know what wow. I'm saying? So, and then and then basically the third question was what sparked all the hand movement and then talking about scabs and stuff like that. I said, listen, I emailed you, which was last spring. I said, you know, what's the deal with coming on the show? I emailed you, sent you invitations. You know, we have our radio show and everything. So we said, well, with that radio show, you know, it's, you know, basically it's, you know, you guys are in opposition to us and, you know, basically it's, I'm not going to come on the scab radio and talk about because you guys yeah, are scabs right. or whatever. So I said, well, what are you talking about? I said, scabs to what? You know what I'm saying? So then, so then that's when he started going off and, and the hand movements and the talking and everything. So you got him rattled. Exactly. That's exactly what it was. Exactly. Yeah. And then he tried. He was lying with his mouth while his hands were doing overtime. Yeah, his hands were telling the truth. Like, get away from me! I don't want to talk to you no more. Thought <laughs> <laughs> he was gonna poke himself in the eye. Yeah. So basically, that's what that was. You know. So. But, it, um, yeah, his hands were like, why do you want answers from me? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what, it, that, that, that's what it looked like. And yeah, he, it looked like he was rattled and he, had, he, he didn't expect that type of confrontation. It looked like he had no one to be a buffer between him. Because if you notice, the people that come on Facebook and attack this group and question uh, members, you know, or, or, or go ahead, you know, it's like, how do we have staff members that spend all their time on Facebook saying you're misinformed, you're wrong? And then, of course, there's things called facts, you know? And progressive action and, 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 has facts. And proof. Tramiel, one thing I like yeah. about this brother is that whatever he says, there's some proof he can behind prove it. it. There's some kind of screenshot, there's some kind of scan, there's proof. And it's in your face, black there's and white. There's a PDF file. There's, ki- there's, it's it, tangible. What kills me is the people that still come out going, oh, no, that's not the case. It's right there. It's right like, oh, you mean this? white people. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're not sure about that, uh, here's this. Right. And you, you know? still got people talking about the strike and the old contracts and this and that. And I'm like, yo, we referencing what this is. We referencing what came out of that. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I'm like. I and just, if that's not enough for you, here's, here's the president during the strike. Right. In his own words. Exactly. Any questions, you know, right. it's, it's, you know, and, and apparently, and I think that's what happened. They made that mistake of mentioning this group and now have basically, you know, solidified the fact that, yeah, there's opposition to you and it's in the form of progressive action. Right. And there's facts. We have proof. We don't have rhetoric. Okay. We don't, we don't make rhetorical statements. 
And, if, and that's another thing I've noticed. If anybody makes a mistake, is mistaken. They admit, hey, listen, I was mistaken. That's it, just man up. Because, I mean, when, when, when Shamel posted... Something they don't do. When, when Shamel posted um, the whole thing with the water bill and, and Samuelson's uh, trying to fill in the paperwork for the, to get paid during the, that. The real scab. Yeah, the lost, yeah. The lost time, yeah. Someone, the scab paper. And, I mean, with... with <laughs> <laughs> Matter of fact, we should take that, make a, a whole bunch of copies of that and post that all and over post the it all over Drop yeah, that right. shit out of a yeah. fucking airplane over the <laughs> carpet, <laughs> Yeah, carpet bomb them. No, exactly. we, really need to but, go, uh, we really need to go to the union hall and tape all that up. Right, but, you know, so that up like how they did it too broad. But we a go, sticky rally at the union. A sticky rally, a exactly. sticky rally. Yeah. yo. But what, imagine but, sticky with that yeah. on. <laughs> we, we should do that. Yeah, but yo, but what was crazy to that was that, and, and without getting into names of the people who responded to that post, there was people who literally said, "Well, I don't know what to think of this." <laughs> What is there not to think about? This is in your face, black and white. That that for me, that's that's like putting a nail in the coffin. You know, it's like what well, do you uh, want? It's it's like looking at it, it's like um, well, there's no proof that this is uh, that this person committed the crime. It's like we're looking at a picture and they're holding today's paper, pointing at the body. You know, it's like what do you need? <laughs> right. Look, they have the same, uh, and I'm sorry to say, they have the same attitude that the that the, that the law has and the cops have with. The Eric Gardner video, yes. and the same thing with the shooting down in South Carolina. What the fuck do you not see on this video? Tell me. I mean, it's, it's yeah. like someone's like straight hitting you in the forehead with the elbow. Bah! Right. And you still like, ooh, you still like, was that was that a foot? Right. I'm not sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The the papers are inadmissible because they don't know how he got it in court. Right. They don't so, know how he got it, right? They're like, no. Until you tell us where this came from, we are not accepting this paperwork right now. You know what? That's that's something that that you know. But you, then, but the, the people yeah. that aren't accepting that wouldn't be able to construe that thought and that have that kind of train of thought. You know, it's like, well, what is the source of this? And it's like, does it really matter what the source is? It's what it is. It's a fact. But if you want to know what the source is, you know, uh, this was entered into the record of the arbitration. And you know, it's 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 there. I mean, look at the signatures on it. It's public record. They they would have denied it if I didn't put the signatures. To match, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What yeah. you that's called that's called you know doing you know, due due diligence. But I think people like to be victims. I mean, well, they actually not like to be victims. That's that's wrong to say. What I mean to say is that people don't want to admit that they're victims. A good confidence game um, uh, continues on. It's not just one scam. You're continually fooled by the same con artist. And that's what we have right here. And then, you know, when we have progressive action and then and Transport Workers United, you know, um, opposing them in the elections and, 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 and people that are awake and you see the difference, when, you know, with, with, with people that are awake and then people that want to remain asleep, sometimes I think people find comfort in being the victim. You know, and they want to just keep it that way. They don't want to believe that they they were fooled. Well, it's almost like a like a Stockholm syndrome. It's, you but know. you know what? It, yeah, it, it's right. Like a that's what, and, and you know, Joe, I noticed that a lot about life. People don't want to believe that they were fooled, and that's what and that's what I see a lot of. I've been seeing that for a long time. That's what it is. You know. Yeah, that's that's people have gotten used to. That's another thing is that they, you know, they it's okay. accepting of it. It's okay if you want to sleep. That's fine. Just don't come out in opposition. You know, against it, but you want to stay asleep. Stay asleep, watch my sideline, and let the people who want to be involved be involved and understand. But don't get in their way, and that's the thing. Don't get in my way when I'm going to try to make it better. That's the biggest problem with with people going against progressive action. Certain people pop up only to hate on the movement. 
but they don't say nothing on none of the good stuff that we do. You know what I'm saying? That's the issue. And, you know, I have a talk with a few people who have done it, and we got a better understanding now. But the whole thing is that, right, if you sleep, then remain sleep. Let us put in the work. We putting our, our livelihoods and jobs on the line doing this. That's right. And everybody wants to believe that we're the bad guy. Well, not everybody, but you know what I'm saying. Like, people want to believe that we're the bad guy, but what are we being the bad guy for? What is, what is the motivation behind what we're doing except to make our organization better, to make our future better? Because that organization is everything to us. Well, it's funny because, you know what, my own father had told me. I said, listen, Pop, uh, I'm going to um, go on this radio show. He, he said, son, I don't know. I wouldn't. My dad's 78, you know, and... Um, I mean, he grew up down south there in segregation and everything. He's saying, son, I don't know if that's a good idea. And I'm saying, wait a minute, after all you've been through and you've been on the unions, like, listen, you start fighting with, with, with people that are bigger and stronger than you, man, you're going to get hurt, you know? And yeah, don't, be in this, uh, don't be in this fight if you're afraid of getting a bloody nose. Yeah. Because there will be blood. Well, my dad and I had it. Had, Figur- I mean, figurates of blood. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My dad and I had an argument about that. I mean, not you know, not that we dislike each other and don't talk to each other, but I mean, it was a, it was a, a bit of a shouting match when I told him what I was going to do. I said, "Listen, what have I got to lose? I'm already dying." I said, "You know, they're they're not giving me my pension. They took my benefits away. They're saying I'm terminated, though I put in all my paperwork." I said, "What have I got to lose, Pop? They take it almost everything." He said, "Son, they'll take the rest of it." Yeah. And it's you know I got the same speech um, coming in the door, you know when when people saw that I had offered up my bus to Progressive Action, and started getting involved, they like you know, I, I I got a phone call you know one day and it was like you know well what do you think about this group because I see now you in your post and da, da, da. and I you know I said listen like anything, this group has its good points. And there's some things I can say, well, you know, eh, maybe I don't agree with. But for the most part, everything that's going on progressive progressive action, I agree with. So why not be down with the movement that wants to bring light to and enlighten their fellow co-worker? Let me tell you something about these guys. Yeah. If their mother was to decide to join progressive action today or tomorrow, they'd talk shit about their own moms. <laughs> Mommy, you ain't get me this toy for Christmas. Yeah, Ma, you're scared. <laughs> <laughs> you know and, what? And, I and, wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. And, and they the, put the, a the, picture the, of their mother up in the, in the, in, at the terminal. And the, you know, the, 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 fun, the, the funny part about getting involved in this is watching oh, your Lord. Facebook friend list purge itself. Like, oh. you know, it, it, and I posted this in a group a couple of days ago that I woke up and I said, you know what? So I'm just saying, let me go check my friend list, see what's going on, what's good. And, you know, a couple people who I know are involved with the union all of a sudden wasn't my friends anymore. But you know what? I'm cool with that because that means if, it, if my involvement to want to be enlightened is the make or break deal between our friendship. No, but let's, let's make it clear. You offered the same thing you offered progressive action, you offered to the union. Oh, that's right. I remember reading about that. That's correct. You offered to them also. You offered your bus for them to use in parades and, and things like that. And, and they, they said? You paid a fee. Meanwhile, they, they what's, the, what's the name? Nebraska Steakhouse is their favorite place to go. Was it 5G's? 
5600. 50, something like that. Yeah. Ooh, that's a whole lot of states, man. It, it used yeah. to be PJ Clark's. I wonder why they don't go to PJ. No, you seen Clark's the financial right? report? He had Nebraska Steakhouse yeah, on there they, too. Yeah, they did. They they, they oh, ran yes, a nice yes, bill up yes. over there. But with the 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 audit from 2010, PJ Clark's Samuelson one time ate three times in one day in PJ Clark's. According to that, you what? look that up. That sounds like he let somebody hold the union Breakfast, credit card. Breakfast, lunch, and yeah, dinner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's Clark's. right. That's, a, that's what that sounds Clark's. like. I heard of that. I heard of that restaurant. What is it? There's a, there's a couple of them, but the PJ Clark's I'm talking about it is right around from the old Union Hall that was on the west side by Lincoln Center. Yeah, PJ yeah, Clark's was 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 the restaurant in the Excelsior Hotel, and and it was only like three blocks from the Union Hall, so it's not like Okay, you had to entertain somewhere. You could have had your meeting in the Union Hall. Oh, that's a steakhouse on on it's six. A steakhouse. I know the place. Right. I know where it's at. Right, yeah. it's that little yeah. tiny street. Right, and um, it's it's expensive. If you look yeah. up on the um on the audit, you'll see how much money was spent at PJ Clark's, and then you're gonna be like, damn, I think PJ Clark's blows away Nebraska Steakhouse. <laughs> because I think that's where he brings management. But PJ Clark's is where he used to bring everybody. You know what? No, for no, no. Oh, for the one year anniversary of Progressive Action, we need to go eat at Nebraska Steakhouse. I'm down. <laughs> hey, I got nothing. I got February, some good steak. February 18th. Yeah, <laughs> February 18th. You know something? Just to think about that, Alex, Joe. I'll be eating free because it'll be my birthday. I'm sorry oh. to hear that. Oh. Oh. I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. We'll bring the credit. <laughs> but you know, just, just to end on that. Uh, you, definitely that, your meal is on me then. <laughs> just to end on that point, you know, for me, it's, it's not about publicity of myself and the use of the bus my whole thought process initially to offering that to the union was okay it's a member owned property it's something that the members can use we don't have to rely on borrowing a bus from Gleason I'm volunteering or West to Farms. help my union I'm volunteering my union you know and you know I never asked for fuel no 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 that was going to be on me it was just something that was a union member for the union and to come back in here, well, you know, you have to pay the, the registration fee for the parade. Okay, you know, I'm thinking it's a hundred, two hundred dollars. Not a big deal. I, no. I throw that out there. I call and they're like, yeah, it's one thousand dollars. I'm like, what? Right. So the union paid a thousand dollars in the previous year when they used a bus from West Farms. No, you know they didn't. Oh yeah, the the oh, the, they, no. the the the, the previous year parade. Right now, I remember they had the bus, but I'm yeah. saying you think that the union paid oh, the fee. Not. That's probably what I'm not. getting at. Probably not, but it was paid one way or another. Oh yeah, it wasn't paid in the exact fee and a receipt. Was it? Uh, was it Earl Phillips was in the Marshall Parade and they paid forty thousand dollars for that? Yeah, Philip yeah. Earl. Philip Philip Earl, excuse me. Philip Connell. <laughs> and we'd like to introduce Philip Earl, yeah. you, you, treasurer of TWU <laughs> Local. You know what it is? You can't trust a guy with two first names. <laughs> <laughs> that that or three names. Yeah. Well, what you call it? There's a little thing that supposedly all you know, all assassins have three names. Oh, James he's, Earl he's, Ray. He's, or, he's, 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 no, he's no assassin. No, no, I'm just saying, or anybody with three names, you can't trust him. Yeah, they you, might assassinate you, you. You'd have thought the way he ran up on you and uh, or tried to run up on you in the diner that night, though, talking about, who are you? Who are you? Like, he was thugging. I was like, Whoa. No, let's get it clear. I ran up on yeah, him. You ran up yeah, on him. I ran up on him. I'm sorry, I missed <laughs> no, all of this, <laughs> oh, so I need fun. to be let in I on that. I, I ran cool. up on him. He wasn't thugging. He just 
just basically just standing Excuse me, there. correction. You did not run up on him. You went to say hello no, to him. No, no, no. I ain't say hello. I asked this him about the disclaimer. Gil- I asked him about the Gilmore houses and he got defensive. Yeah. Bottom where's, line. My, where's my $17 million? Exactly what I asked yeah. him. <laughs> okay, there you go. You know, we you know, and, and so I, I know, so, so like you said, disclaimer. But you know what? It's funny because Tramel wasn't, I was standing right there. Tramel wasn't rude about it. You know, he just came to say, listen, what's going on to Gilmore houses? Oh, Matter of fact, and, and immediately he got defensive, and it was just like, whoa. Bubba. Then he started spazzing off, and then I barked back on him, and he apologized. Yeah. Oh, he was spazzing because yeah. he's trying to get his hand out of the cookie jar right was there. His ha- <laughs> was his hands flying around the place? Or he was- <laughs> nah. No hand action. We he was in Linden no Boulevard. Hand <laughs> 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 no hand action. There. No. Maybe a little pocket pool. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, maybe that. Man. Right. Man, man. But uh, I'm, I think if you're on to something about that, with that whole management taking management there, now, you know, I'm, if, if, you know, if there's a basis for that, there's definitely an ethics problem if the MTA is involved in that, accepting free gifts from the union. There, there's an ethics clause about that. In fact, that was something that I hadn't gotten into, which I'm sure I have in one of my envelopes, which I'll eventually get into those things at some point, one of these days. But um, there's an ethics issue there. If, if he's taking management there for meals, for whatever reason it may be, there's an ethics violation on the MTA side of that. That's well, we haven't st- been able to find out who he brought in there, but it's just odd that it's right around the corner from yeah. 2 Broadway. And I, it's, I, just, it's, it's proximity is already circumstantial evidence. And, yeah. too, and too frequent. Yeah, yeah, I can't see three team. times in one day. I mean, listen, I'm a fat kid here, but I, I've never went ahead and had well, three states P- yeah, in one day. Yeah, that PJ Clark thing, and somebody had, had told me that he's probably paying them off. And I, I was like, well, we have no proof of that. But in, in some time, I'm saying that this is, this is the deal, but just to consider what, what, what would be done is you would, you would actually, if you were friends with somebody in there, like a waiter or, or, or the maitre d', and you would go in there and order four meals on somebody else's credit card <laughs> and just eat one. Yeah. And then the meals never come out. Right. Oh, just okay. the bill. And okay. you split yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Mm, well, right. if you go in there three times, you got to have some type of friend <laughs> three times in one day. Uh, or, or you can't leave. You're just stuck there. <laughs> well, well I, I'll tell you this much. The Is it time yet? Because I'm still eating breakfast. <laughs> Listen, the second apartment I got was because of the pizza shop I was going to since I was a teenager. He, uh, he brought a house. He had an apartment to rent. My wife and I moved into that. So somebody got something in return. I mean, the guy says, Listen, I know you since you're 14 at that point uh honey we were what were we i was uh 23 24 honey 24 yeah so at that point i know him 10 years so my patronage of pizza shop got me a a nice uh two-bedroom apartment without a security deposit so if they're going in there 14 you know three meals in one day somebody uh is working out something then yeah basically you know Maybe you know maybe he's paying for our raises, feeding them fat, getting them fat at PJ's clocks. Well, it's not unheard of because there's been a couple of ethics violations involving, I, if I remember, Larry Reuter, uh, when he was uh, president of New York City Transit, he had to pay back money. Um, you know that I believe it was MCI got him. Uh, I'm, oh, you know, oh yes, right, Trevor, you know about this one. That's right, he knows about the details on that one. And you wonder why there were so many MCIs flying around New York City until Prevost got involved. Oh no, no, but you. But what's crazy about the whole whole MCI ordeal, and this is just a real quick synopsis, is when you order, you know, when it comes down to ordering new buses, an RFP has to go out, it has to be bidded on, and the lowest bidder um, gets the contract. What people don't know about the whole MCI deal, why we got so many MCIs or what they nickname call them cruisers, 
the initial what was it 180 buses we ordered That's was right. a primary order. That's correct. The rest what are came out was that the remaining of the orders were option orders. But most manufacturers will say, okay, you ordered 180 primary buses and we'll order we'll we'll provide you with 90 option buses at the same cost that you can pick up at a later date. Mm -hmm. This was an open-ended option. Wow. It got we to just, the point we, that we MTA said, okay, bus we were getting option buses. orders in we 2005 from an initial order in 1998 1998 at 1998 prices. prices. And a completely, mind you, same bus looking on the outside, same transmission, completely new engine to uh, commuter bus, commuter cruiser buses, that Caterpillar C13 twin turbo that is no longer made and now MTA stuck with what? 500 and change because you got to include 505. 505. So, yeah. where all these buses at? They're scattered out between Staten Island. Well, most well, are MTA buses. Most of them are MTA bus now because most MCIs are, that were in the New York City Transit pool have been replaced with the new Prevo. Okay. Uh, express buses. But, you know, even now, and, and Chanel be familiar with it, the 7,000 series buses that's in your uh, garage. Those are called the new Flyer Excelsior. She don't know what the hell going on. She quiet as shit. Y'all talking, <laughs> talking bus buff shit. But no, she's she, <laughs> she, she, she not that. She know what I'm talking about. The 7,000 yeah. series buses um, right. is from a manufacturer called New Flyer. And they've been winning our orders horrendously lately mm -hmm. with what I consider to be a subpar bus you know about that yes, bus that had definitely. that accident in 7281 that ran to the back of that yeah okay why did the front that of the bus just in the rain. fold Collapse. up the yeah. front of the bus oh, collapsed yeah, yeah. Yeah. and i did some digging new flyer just uh awarded a con or got a contract award from houston metro for 46.8 million dollars when i broke it down that's four hundred sixty-eight thousand dollars per bus that is at 2009 prices so there's for me that's a red flag there's a lot of dirty pool because guess what that breaks down to those prices but this is the thing when you order a new bus to a fleet there's training for your maintenance personnel mm -hmm. there's materials there's x amount of extra parts i mean there's well, all well, those things included in these in these bid prices so how can mci make any money with with buses at 1998 prices in 2005 and it's got a completely different engine but then you gotta ask yourself this because you know the answer to this most of our orders have to have new york content that's correct. Percentage okay. New York content. New Flyer is not a New York content building, yet right. we're giving them contract after contract after contract after contract. And why Somebody is, that? is... Well, that happened in New Jersey. Yeah, with, uh, some, what was it? That's uh, what I feel. Because right. we got a New York bidder upstate, Nova. So why they aren't getting orders? That's keeping the money in yeah, the that's state. Right. That's correct, because that's right. required. That's that Buy New York program. And you want to talk... That, then that goes back to, that goes back to um, King Cuomo. Um, with when the, how those Orions came in. Now, what I mean by that, it's like this sounds like all bus buff stuff, but this is where the money goes. Mm -hmm. Okay. But this is what people need to hear and understand. Still, yeah. when those Orions came in in 1993, right. the funniest thing, and Trevor knows this because I think you took the pictures of that uh, as they started coming in later on. These buses were built in Canada. They were built in Mississauga, right? Uh, you know, at their plants in Mississauga. Yeah, they where uh, the, the frames and the, the exteriors was done up in Canada. But uh, the first ones, the 930s, oh, they, were they came in, they were almost complete, and they qualified for New York content because basically they licked the back of a, a builder's plate and stuck it on a bus and said, done. And the builder's plate said, built in a risky New York. That's right. And the bus was built in Canada. 
Wow, man. Okay. Unbelievable. So that's where the money goes. You know, this is where that money goes. And getting a subpar product, I, I forgot right now who's having a fit about these Excelsiors. Is somebody having a fit saying that they got a bad batch? I'm, There's was, a bunch of properties got a bad was batch. Is it Boston saying they got a bad batch? I believe so. But even when we got our first ones, I was literally about this bus for the operator because of the safety of it. A brand new bus coming down the road and the headlights are blinking like cop cars. That sends... So the bad, it's a bad batch of buses? Mm-hmm. Bad, yeah. bad batch of buses. Or, maybe or, a bad or, bus right, altogether. Well, bad right. model. Maybe, maybe the Samuelson administration was manufactured in the same place as these buses. I feel you, brother. I feel you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I feel you, brother. What you call lots of shade. Lots of shade going on. Stand divided. You know what? We should all change our profile picture to the stand divided picture. <laughs> Let me get on my phone right quick. <laughs> oh, man. We need, to, we need to send a message. Yeah, man. We need to send Eradicate a message. Think about that, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> I, gotta, I gotta say, yo, whoever came with that uh, that patch is beautiful. You know, mm. Real creative. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, it takes thank a you, lot. Sir. Yeah. yeah real creative. Yeah. If you want to do it, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. We gonna change. We gonna change our picture to stand divided. We gonna go viral. Because you oh, know yeah. they're all gonna click on it and look to see. Oh man, they're putting our logo up, and then they're gonna really read it. <laughs> but you know what? They're not gonna do that until someone else points it out to them. It's like. You know, no, like, they listening live. They listening live, but oh, of course. come on, <laughs> these guys are gonna see that. They then they're gonna right now. <laughs> Listen, I tell you, just like these guys are psychopaths, just like in the movies, yeah. they have they're in a basement or they're somewhere, and they have all our pictures, they have all our shows, they listen to all our shows, they have everything. What just, like you, just like just like them stalkers in movies. I, I really believe that's somewhere they have that. Right now, they're you know? in a bunker like Hitler, and the guys, he's having a fit losing the war. He's yelling in German. You know, Samson's like, ah, Exactly. Because he's yelling at him. You know, it's like, because, uh, don't worry, um, don't worry, uh, we'll, we have, um, we got, uh, Andy will take care of them, and uh, we'll have the IG do the investigations. Listen, I'm, 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 uh, my I'm, fear, my fear. The, the IG said they're not going to investigate progressive action because apparently they're not violating any laws in there. In fact, um, calling into question the integrity of the union, and we might have to investigate you. And then, you know, he's going to lose his shit in the base in the bunker. I tell you what, man, I ain't going to lie. And I'm a man who who kind of functional vibes. I don't know. I, I had the feeling like at work I'm being watched a little bit extra, and a couple things have happened that, <laughs> that, that that's, that's made me go, wait a minute, that's not normal. No, Uh-oh. no, what, no. All right, what do you got over there? Normal. No, we spoke. <laughs> You know what you was doing out there. <laughs> oh man! Yeah. Wow. But yeah, still. I mean, you, you, <laughs> you get that feeling that you know when you get down with something like this that there's going to be a backlash and there's people watching oh, there you to, to, to wait for you to trip and fall and and fall flat on your face and say, "Ha." Gotcha. Trav, you saw what you remember what before you got on the job. Remember what they were doing to me at MTA bus when oh, they yeah. with, oh, yeah. with 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 my EEO complaint and oh, yeah. I mean I mean one time didn't you tell me one time it's like dude you got some, you're getting on my bus you're getting followed yeah they, you know they're following you they're looking for, they're looking for you you to mess up. Oh, okay, I filed I filed an I EEO need, complaint I, need and I didn't this, get a lawyer. I need to put this on the website. This is this is Samuelson watching the show right now live. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> I can't, I, I can't, I'm sorry, I can't see it. <laughs> sorry, bit blind. So, who does that? <laughs> God, yo, you damn. Gotta, yo, you gotta make the picture for the show for like, like a half hour. Man. <laughs> oh, man. 
but but you know something? You see the reaction that you got, and how how you know. First, they accused you of sexually harassing people. Though no, there's no victim. You understand? You see what they've tried, and it's failed. They got nothing to back up what they're saying, what they're accusing people of. So they come up with garbage, right. and but it's sensational enough. And then they are they 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 they, they, real, they don't realize what they've gotten into. And then they put up these uh, flyers. Right. And now and, and, and also with scabs to a strike that never happened and right. it ain't going to happen. But they've been voted on. The thing is that, right. that what they're not understanding is that I'm giving them their narrative. I'm controlling this. I'm telling them what to talk about, what to think. During the contract right now, we don't even know if our contract will be three or five years. That's right. Because they, they've, kept, they've but they, kept the members in the dark, and that was their point. But they promoting me during contract time. Don't so you know what's, what's going to happen? When they don't deliver that 24% that we deserve, yeah. I want the people to look back and look what the union was doing. Well, that's the thing. You have you to keep... You know what you do? Go to, don't rip your flyers down when you go to Stillwell. I heard, I heard, no, I heard my TSS friends. Um, oh, they took it the down? Supervisors took it down, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but you know something? That's what's going to happen, that it's going to prove that you were correct, that you already see what's happening. The stuff you've brought up has been proven in these proposals that came out little by little every other day, and what was over the course of a couple of weeks, that finally all the departments had their things. That, that's the, you got proven right, without a doubt, with those, with those proposals. And who put those proposals out there to the members? You know... Samuelson's team has put this out there, and everything you warned people about was on there. Uh, they, they've been calling me Prophet Tramel the past two days. <laughs> no, they're not wrong. <laughs> I was telling Jamel that earlier. I said, look, who, it's, who said it's, that? It's calling me Prophet Tramel. <laughs> they were, they're not wrong. Especially when that Long Island Railroad thing hit. Uh, Oh, that was nuts. oh yeah 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 <laughs> that was nuts. yeah that article was something I was surprised to see that you know but what was crazy to what to see what was that uh, the article with uh, Samuelson was it Metro or AM one of those little small papers where the title of the article was something you've been saying for months and I'm like whoa wait a minute yes. now they're changing their they're changing their, their no the union trying to change their narrative yeah now. Changing they're their trying to now. they're trying to co-opt that as theirs we giving them they fighting stance. And then they're damning you for it. That's the thing is that <laughs> they're damning you for all these things and you're able to provide a better defense and provi provide a stance to deal with the MTA in these negotiations than they were. You understand? You've been bringing up these things and Progressive Action has been bringing up these things because I've been looking at things for um, a little under a year. Uh, when I first, um, I was first, you know, home, I was about about this time last year, I was told you're never going to work again. So, you know, I'm looking at this and I'm seeing that these things did come to fruition. It's like, what? This group seems to be gearing up for a strike and I'm not getting those emails from the union that I, that I would expect to be getting. If this group can say, hey, listen, this is what we need to be prepared for. This is what we're looking at. We can't let this happen. And we're getting emails that, you know, everything's hunky-dory and, oh, the arbitrator without delay will answer the pension uh, uh, issue in Yonkers and MTA bus. And I said, but why am I getting more information out of progressive action than my own union? Why, why am I seeing that? Because you've got to figure. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I didn't know anybody, you know, before this, except I've met Joe years past. 
Um, but I, I never met you guys. I didn't know you guys. I didn't know what you guys were about. But it was something I said, I'm seeing things. And, there was, and then it was also what you put up with. It wasn't just saying something, hitting and running. You were saying something. Oh, and by the way, this is where it came from. Proof. Actual, actual documents. And it's uh, saying, why is there more information with this group than the union that I pay my dues to and expect them to represent and defend me? Well, yeah, you know, well, I met you through Vaughn Brooks because Vaughn Brooks called Right, Vaughn, we go back a ways, yeah. Okay. And then also, it's amazing, since we started, we also have people that come to us, you know, people that are in trouble, probies. All types of people that get into situations, and they come to us and they ask for, for advice for and answers. get answers, and give, we get and we give them answers, solid answers, solid answers, yes. solid answers. It's not just any answer. It's right. not oh maybe guess this, solid answers. Right. And this is what you could do when the union turned their back and said, "Huh, well, guys are pro be uh, it's too bad for them," or better yet, um, going back to the wonderful person that messaged me on Facebook after telling me I was misinformed, and of course I just copy and pasted what I posted a month earlier. Uh, and uh, messaged me and told, you know, basically told me, yeah, but didn't you exhaust your FMLA? That was, that was, that was this staff member's response to, you know, the situation I'm in. And I was like, but what does that got to do with, if I exhausted my FMLA, it doesn't change the fact that I'm seriously ill. And it doesn't change the fact that I'm getting, I'm not getting my pension. I eventually got my pension. I don't have my benefits. I'm being told I'm terminated, but I'm retired. And I'm not, I wasn't in any discipline right before my retirement. You know, nothing was going on. There was nothing pending. And this is the only answer I get from a staff member. So I go ahead and I message him back. It's like I, I could see how valuable and how helpful, uh, you know, my union is in this situation. So, you know, I, I replied back and basically scared the crap out of him. He won't admit it, but I said, listen, I guess, you know, I guess I'll have to go ahead and just proceed with that legal action I was, I was thinking about proceeding. And it's a shame that I got more help from the Inspector General and the Business Service Center than my own union, with the exception of my section chairman. And all of a sudden, after no response from my VP, okay, at MTA bus, I finally get a return phone call because I left, you know, a couple of voicemails on the office phone because why? I don't have my VP's cell phone number. That's information's not posted. You know, what, I mean, what am I, how am I going to get my VP's number, cell phone number, if the only numbers listed are the fax and phone number for his office? You know, it's not like I see my VP every day. Okay, do I know who he is? Absolutely. Do I, do I know him? I thought I knew him. Okay. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I mean, I was shocked and disturbed at how, my, no, knowing my VP from back in the 2005 strike, okay, and to see what he's involved with today, I mean, that, 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 that actually literally hurt. I mean, literally, you know, I mean, knowing Pete, going back that ways, you know, this guy put himself out for a member and said, listen, fire me, let him keep his job. He's done that. And of course, the MT didn't care. They had the biggest heart on for this guy. You know, poor guy, you know, he was in a bad situation. And he put himself out there and meant it. And to see him come into, be a part of this administration and just, you know, wholeheartedly go with what they're doing. I mean, that, you know, I guess anybody could be brought it's, it, it's sad. It's very, very sad. And, and just to go on top of what you said, you know, this group has made me 
read our contract before this group and you know I can admit it I was like the sheep oh you know uh, it doesn't affect me right now I don't care da, da, da. even have even after having a, an incident near termination I still was like oh, you know the contract da, da, da. that and I know this job I haven't done anything wrong I've been following this almost all my life I felt the same way before I never thought that I would actually have to go to arbitration this is now 10 years ago almost I'm sorry, let me take that back. It wasn't arbitration. Ten years ago, I wouldn't expect to be in a hearing because I was in the hospital. I wouldn't expect that. I never heard of anything like that. I never saw that, even though I was a volunteer. I, you know, I got along with regular cops. I was an auxiliary cop. I never saw that. I didn't see that in the Board of Ed when I was a computer technician at the time that I was in the four years I was there. I never saw anything like that. When I... Yeah, had gotten hurt at my at work, you know. I never heard of being disciplined for being sick. I had my documentation. I was in the hospital. I was in isolation. And I said, All right, it's just a fluke that the dispatcher wants to speak to me and my wife is to, you know, called me out sick because I'm in isolation and in, in, in the hospital. And this dispatcher wants to speak to me. I said, It's just a fluke. The guy's got a guy's a guy's an asshole, fine. But to end up, you know, you know, three months later we're, we've got a Dan here for you for attendance and I said well I didn't book off or anything what's going on here and I find out it's for my time in the hospital while I was on disability been paid for that disability and that was it I said where's this going let me ask y'all a question since we talking about the sick time which I think about the um, employee recognition thing that's going on in buses <laughs> oh dear god <laughs> Well, I, you know, if you guys in buses like it, then, you know, it's not for me to say, but I, I, I'm not with any kind of uh, recognition when it comes to that. Sick is a benefit we should be allowed to take. It shouldn't be, um, you know, that, well, you didn't take your sick time, so, you know, we like you. Oh, but you were sick. We don't like you. And that's like, you know, I mean, <laughs> well, most people know, are going to be my, my, my it, question. I don't think it helps morale if most people are resentful of the fact that, you know, the flu got on their bus the other day, and 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 now they can't, <laughs> and, and now they can't be recognized. You know, that's that's kind of you, you know, you know what, what's 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 amazing to me is it why is it just buses? Why isn't it company wide? Why does it just have to be buses? Because it was it was probably just an initiative from the chief uh, bus officer or whatever. But okay, yeah, the CTO any other probably could pick that up if they want to. That, yeah, that and the fact that. In buses, it's in the employee recognition programs in the contract. In buses, yeah, that's where the so actually the ERP is ERP. where the Safe Driver Award started because it used to say it on the say old Safe Driver Award. Yeah, and that was all those, those, old, those old, old yellow patches. You you remember those yes, old yellow patches contract. and the badge that they used to give you a belt buckle right. and they gave you a pin that had a driver Hell and it had the M logo right. and it said ERP and that was the original. It was the original employee recognition program. That's right. They had uh, they used to have award ceremonies. That's right. You know, they used, used to, to get a watch sometimes uh, depending on how many years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, show us the I'm money. You know, I will show us, not be participating. Show us the money. You know, program. you know what they go do? They got water. Well, no, there was a sense of pride, a sense of value. Yeah. Guys took pride in that years ago yeah. that they had, and the thing is, it stood out. It was a bright yellow patch that said "Safe Driver Safe Award." Driver award. Yeah, you had a belt huge. buckle. It was another but that's pin different that you put on from calling out sick. Like I understand, well, no, you want to be a safe driver. Well, and, Liberty you know, Lines had paid perfect sick. attendance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Paid perfect attendance. You got a week's pay 
for that at Liberty Lines. It was in the contract. I mean, Liberty Lines contract had that. Mm-hmm. That if you had perfect attendance, you got an additional week's pay okay. as a bonus. Oh, yeah. That's right. Show us the money. Because it sounds like... And then, these, then Liberty with, Lines would give you a nice... Pla- you know, give you a nice no, frame. Because you want to know what? It sounds like with these new things... With these new keychains or whatever the hell they want to give swag. you, yeah. it reminds me of the fucking gumball machines we used to get the little plastic toy in. Yeah. Hold on, management, Hold management, on. go get you the quarter and be like, whatever you get, come out. Worse than worse than that, the old candy sale scams at school. That yeah. if you sold like five hundred dollars uh, worth yeah, of candy, yeah, 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 you got yeah, yeah. you got a fifteen slinky. cent pence of slinky. There you go. You might as well. Yeah, I used to like cute. those. I used to like those candy sales though. Yeah, but if you looked at the value of what you sold no, out in my son's yeah. school. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah but now you, you bring up a, now but you bring up a point. Think about that. No, Here's a keychain for no, selling your health. Okay. No, no you bring insanity. up You bring up a good point though, because those candy sales was mostly was mainly for fundraising. So oh, no, it was public school ones were just they weren't fundraising at all. They gave you a booklet, you sold this, you got no, no, a little, no. you got a little race car racer if you sold a hundred dollars worth of candy. No, the basis of it was a fundraiser. Oh the, long ago. It, and when I came into like well, we're about the same age. Yeah, yeah I'm thirty five. So, right, right. Okay, yeah, when, we're the same age. The, the basis was was it was a fundraiser. But didn't we I read a case not too long ago. <laughs> about how much money the MTA? Um, I'm sorry, I f- what did I do? Did I, did, I, did I fuck this up somehow? <laughs> <laughs> about how much money the MTA save by members not calling out sick, yeah. and how much money they lose by members calling out sick. You well, seen that, Joe? Well, what this is the thing? What are they losing? It's like, oh well, it cost us to have extra manpower in overtime, and it's like, why don't you get to the source of these issues now? Morale is a serious problem. Now, you take someone like me that's insane enough to own his own bus, okay, and come to work to drive a bus, okay, and wear a Ralph Cramden hat and, 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 and dry clean his uniforms and take pride in all of that to a job that just keeps constantly beating you over the head and, you know, and just kicking you and kicking you. You know, it's like, what is that going to do to someone who couldn't give a shit? But how much money are they saving, right? Because my thing is this, right? It's like, listen, you got to have extra. You, they complained about having extra You always have to have extras. This, but you always got to have extra people because people get knocked down. They have, people have accidents. People get knocked down medically. People go out on Yeah, but they create that problem. FMLA. But they exactly. create those problems. Mm-hmm. You didn't. I looked at my time at Liberty Lines that you had... People, you, I mean, you didn't have an intense problem. They still had extra men. Why? Because you needed that. That's right. just a, that's just overhead in operating service. Okay, but what I can't understand, and that's for the life of me, is that it's amazing. When I started the job, and I worked, we called it shape, which is the extra. We call it the shape board because you would shape up the schedule. That's what we called it. Oh, okay. And in what became Yonkers Depot, we had three extra board drivers. Three. Okay, there's 120 drivers assigned to the depot. And I was begging to catch work, and I never would. I'd come in at 5.30 in the morning and lay on the futon and go to sleep. I didn't have to worry about catching work. Wow, y'all able to go... Y'all able to go to sleep. You can't do that in 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 TA at all. Oh, it gets better. I thought you said they had quiet. I I thought y'all had quiet rooms or something like that. No, No, Liberty does. No, no, no. There's a couple of TA depots that got... Quiet rooms, they're just not in Brooklyn. Yeah, 
Oh, okay. Yeah, I would come in. <laughs> like, what is he talking about? Listen to yeah. this. This Quiet is how room. funny it was. A locker room. You you would you would go well. Liberty Lines had a separate room that had soft couches and reclining chairs, and you'd knock out. You were it was quiet in there. Well, that's Liberty Lights out and everything. But let me just give me a comparison. Oh, Lord. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I would come in at five thirty in the morning, and I would knock out. And about eight thirty, the uh, well, what we would call the GD, but it was one man doing the GD's do- job and the crew. He was make up the schedule, and we didn't have a command center. We had a guy, a guy had a radio, his cup of coffee. He's making the schedule and handing out the work, <laughs> all right? And he'd kick the futon about 8.30 in the morning. He said, listen, I'm, I'm splitting up your shape spot. Uh, come back at 12.30 because they could do that. So I'd be off the clock. Imagine being on swing from 8.30 to 12.30 and you're on the extra board. That's, but nobody complained because it worked out. I'd go back to sleep. Food truck would come. I'd get my lunch, go back, go back to sleep. And about 5.30 in the afternoon, crew dispatcher that was there at that time, he would, you know, he would go ahead and say, uh, Mr. Proman, do you want to go home or do you want to stick around for another hour? I'll stick around for another hour. Okay, go back to sleep. I'll wake you up in an hour, Mr. Proman. Same guy every day. He, had, he talked exactly like that. Who ended up becoming an AGM of road, what MTA bus called road ops before it became road control and uh, DWI'd uh, in a company car. So. Road oops. Yeah. <laughs> road oops. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> right. He got pulled over by the state troopers. He's a retired cop himself. Okay. How do you get hooked up by a state trooper and you're a retired cop and you're a big boss in the MTA in a vehicle with official plates? What did you do to piss this guy off? But that's who they choose for AGMs. Mm. You know? That's, that's, that's something that... And that's the, something the IG doesn't want to hear. We heard Trevor's story. What happened to him? Basically, an interrogation and pre-termination suspension. But I called the IG's office up with, you know, the fact that... I mean, this guy's been warned already. AGM is an alcoholic, and he's doing his hearings drunk. He's, he's keeping road calls down, okay? He's keeping things under budget by not purchasing equipment. There's mechanics working on buses on the street. You've seen that at Yonkers. They're out of bays. There's a mechanic working on a bus on the asphalt outside, okay? You got a guy w- rolling a jumper box to jumpstart buses. It's not on a service truck. It's not even on a gem cart. This guy is outdoors, two degrees. It don't matter because the AGM wants to keep things under budget so he doesn't buy nothing. All right? And then he makes sure he schedules his hearings in the afternoon because he can no longer keep a bottle in his desk on the property. So he fought to get back to Yonkers every time he was moved. Because at one time he was at College Point, the next time he was at West Farms, but he always found a way to be uh, Yonkers. And another time he was at Amsterdam. He always found a way to be in Yonkers. Oh, I know that guy. I know what you're talking about. As soon as you said Amsterdam, yeah. He lives 10 minutes from the depot. He fought every time to get back to Yonkers. Why? Because he couldn't keep a bottle on his desk, so he goes home for lunch and hits it. Comes back, starts doing hearings. Wow. It's time for us to shout out to my boy Joe for changing his profile picture ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> I just changed mine. Okay. 
Yeah, I changed it, but nobody liked it. I think <laughs> they can't read it, so they just think maybe I switched sides. Well, it's, uh, well, it's, no, no, well, it's two o'clock in the morning, so you got to give them time. I'm about okay, to make an official post. Yeah, though. I didn't. I didn't have my generator with me to start up to get it back on Facebook. So I'm telling you, man, that that thing looked like it fell off the Intrepid or something. <laughs> yeah, it came off the Starship Enterprise. <laughs> Well, it's that time of the show. You know, we had a good show, but basically, um, you know, we want you to leave a, um, Henry and, and Trevor and, you know, everybody just try to leave with a final word. So basically, we'll start with you, Joe. We started off early in the show talking about um, a revolution in the TWU that's spreading outside of Local 100. Members are sick and tired of, uh, of the union trying to push them around and and intimidate them and, 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 and try to rule the roost and try to take their dues money and do as little as possible. So what Progressive Action is doing here and we're, what we're able to report about what's going on out there, I, I think that uh, this is a good thing. It's a positive thing. And I think two se 2017, we're going to be kicking some serious ass. Okay. Ms. Jocelyn. Y'all know me now? Thank you. Um, I want to welcome all the new members to Progressive Action, and um, I would encourage everyone to participate. Post your union meetings up on the page. If you don't want to post it on the page, send it to our DM so we can post it for you. And also view the pin post to sign the petition on change.org. Hold on. You ain't say nothing about the Women's Committee. Say something. Something like what? You asked me for The Instagram page. Opinion. <clears throat> we have a women's committee. There's an Instagram page that will be posted as well. Yeah, you should mention it. You guys do great things. I saw the photos, you know. And that's one. Um, I'm sorry to be out of turn, but it's I, I want to leave with a word tangible. You know, the women's committee that actually is a women's committee that does something. That's something tangible. It's something physically there. Progressive action with its facts. And it could, it's something physical, something tangible. So I want to leave with the word tangible. Definitely. All right. Uh, you know, I want to say to all my coworkers and, and RTO and, and, you know, not just RTO, just, just you know, transit-wide, um, begin to wake up, open your eyes. You know what I'm saying? Progressive action is not out here to be your enemy. Um, you know, they provide facts. They provide proof with their statements. And just, you know, open your mind up, pay attention a little more, and, and you know, be a little more progressive. Yeah, definitely. You know, to, um, you know, sorry, sorry for the crickets. Yeah. I misfired. No, you misfired, yeah. You know, to piggyback off of what Trevor said real quick, you know, basically that's what progressive action is about. Progressive action is about waking up members, and progressive action is about empowering members to see everything you know, and it's not just about the contract and, you know, it, it, it's not about reps being your friends and, you know, basically you have to research laws and, and, and basically look at these things for yourself because we don't just say these things, we back it up, but we also, especially me, I want people to, 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 to basically research the law or, or whatever it is we're talking about that's in the contract, you know, the content, okay? And then also, uh, I forgot to say this in the beginning, to all my MAP store members, we lost a fellow bus operator in the wee hours of the morning 24 hours ago. Um, I want to say rest in peace to Miss Glenda Lee Perez. 
She um she worked out of uh, the old Clara Hill Depot with us for a long time, and then uh, she was she uh, she spent her final time over at the West Farms Depot. So basically, they had, they had a big fundraiser for her last year, and they raised close to ten thousand dollars for her. So basically, she lost her battle with cancer um last uh last night in the wee hours of the morning. So I just want to say rest in peace to her family and everybody in the uh, map store who knew her. That's what uh, that's what happened in uh, you know anybody that's morning. So with that, I want to say um, good night to everybody and thank you for listening to Progressive Action. Everybody, please, please, you don't need Facebook to listen to the Progressive Action shows. If you have an i, if you have well, if you have an iPhone, you can download it off of iTunes. But even at home on your computer or desktop, PC, laptop, whatever you have, you can download the podcast from iTunes. Progressive Action. And you can also listen to it on Google Play and, of course, on SoundCloud. You got anything else to say, Cuz? Nah, we out of here. See y'all next week when we get this fucked up contract. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, good night, everybody. The prophet has spoken. <laughs> <laughs>